Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that will say a lot more today. Yeah. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, can you believe that? We are all here. All of us. I'm back. When was the last time the four of us were all here? Had to be the birthday. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, had to be the birthday. Even then, before that, we had Liam was away for a bit and Georgia was away for a bit and Ethan's been away for a bit. You've never left. No. <laughs> no, just me and the voices. <laughs> I'm all alone. Say, all alone. say no more. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, let's start by, uh, which I heard to talk today about episode number 117. Woo. Ooh, Rexy, you're so sexy. In honor of Rex Manning Day, yeah. Empire Records. What a film. It will tell you what, uh, Rex Manning. What's was, this film? Rex Manning was trying to uh, to hit the charts all over the world. He was, and we've done likewise. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do that. We charted this week in America. Do you go America? Oh, America! Oh, is that just Canada? You do that? Canada's not on the list. This Yeehaw! Week. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here at home in Great Britain, in Australia, uh, we in Norway, in Ooh. Denmark, in the Netherlands, in Switzerland, in Malaysia. We were number oh thirty-one in South Korea. We charted this week in a new pause market. Ooh. Maybe it was new market last week. I don't know. Remind me, France. No. Oh, yeah. Say no more, my name more. So France is really weird because it's right there for right us, across the, right across the pond. Yeah, but yeah, to, to, to not chart, and then all of a sudden here we are. Yeah. So, so exciting. Thank you very much. That's cool. You guys have an election this week. Have fun with that. Um, <laughs> have fun. Where else? Number thirty-seven in Nigeria. Number two. Thanks for leaving the light on. Hey, Sierra, Sierra Leone. Leone. Hey. Number one in Ghana. We, oh, all the aunties and uncles. And number five in a new pause market, Ooh. Qatar. Oh, Whoa, where the World Cup is. I keep getting yeah. adverts for Qatar, to visit Qatar maybe, on my YouTube. Yeah. Maybe Qatar is getting adverts about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Thank you very much. Yeah, where, wherever you. in the world you are, uh, which actually I did what I usually do now at the end of a month and went, where do we, what were our top 10 actual downloads? Not lots of other podcasts, just us. Yeah. So in number one, not surprisingly, America, probably the cool. biggest market there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Then the UK, Canada, Canada, Australia in four, Germany in five. Wow. Um, the UAE 
in six. That's like Abu Dhabi and stuff, right? That's Dubai, yeah. yeah. Dubai, yeah. United, 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 United. So they're, they're all in that. Yeah, they're yeah. all in that country. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Uh, India in seven. Hey, it's nice. a massive market, but yeah. not maybe one you think of for English language podcasts. No, 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 exactly. Number eight in Mexico. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Yep. Number nine, South Korea. Yep. And nice. then number 10, really kind of a bizarre one I was expecting when I wasn't. Um, it's high. Uh, one was Ireland. Oh, oh okay. Which you might expect. They're, they're, yeah. they're right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And then Estonia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. That's new. That's one I wouldn't. Yeah, so thanks a lot. Thank you, so everybody I'll, who's listening yeah, to this. Yeah. So uh, wherever you are around the world, the first time or if it's your, I don't know, 230th time. I think we've got 230 pieces of content out. Well, as That's we record incredible. this, Oliver released something between now and then. So this should be number 232. Mm-hmm. Piece of content. Let's get got All around the world. Yeah. Got to spread the word. How's everybody been? Yeah, well. Very my, tired. My car's gone kaput. Car's gone kaput. Yeah. yeah. I was ill. Head gasket. Those yeah. are expensive. Yeah. I'm hoping I can save poor Amy, but we'll see. Oh, is that the, the name of the cars? Yeah. Oh. Chase and Amy. Yeah. yeah good film. <laughs> it is a good film. Georgie, you said you're tired? Yeah, I've been working a lot. Okay. So we're, we're supposed to be on Easter break. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a TA in the week, and then I also do my other outdoor job so it's just a bit tiring yeah don't don't work two jobs a unicorn on a podcast it does it's, it's, it's not good yeah yeah uh, <laughs> poet laureate in front of the podcast dwayne smith Hi, Dwayne Smith. Uh, Dwayne smith. a little a little spoiler for when we do our uh mailbag, mailbag. asked how, how do you guys make time for all this stuff and i think my uh, answer is we don't we don't i, I don't do a second job <laughs> yeah this, this probably is my second job but, yeah. but, it's, but, but it's a labor of love and you know it's 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 it's, it's good fun and we'll, we'll have the full thing we're gonna do a a proper uh we put the fleece out there we got a ton of questions so looking forward to that in a, in a little bit uh ethan you said you were sick yeah i don't know what happened to me but my body just broke down that's why i wasn't here last week my my back started to hurt and then my neck started to hurt, and then my legs started to hurt, and then my head, and then I was just out of it you for like sure a week. You sure it wasn't your hair? You sure it wasn't COVID? Well, I, I, I did COVID test twice a day. I was still negative. I don't know what it was. Uh, I'm Could a week behind be now. The flu yeah, symptoms. it might have been. I think it might have been. I'm a week behind now on all my, my uni films, uh, but that's fine. I've moved my shooting... All my shooting day is just like a week now in advance. You but. sounded so Norfolk there, my shooting. <laughs> my shooting <laughs> days, <laughs> my liver. All right. And uh, I went to Scotland, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, up in Edinburgh, wasn't it? Up in Edinburgh, and then I went up to the Scottish Highlands for a day, and Loch Ness and all that. Good thing there, nicely. But really, really, really cool, though, was uh, we stopped by, like, the guy was full of so much film trivia, so we drove by, like, apartments used in Skyfall. Cool. When Bond's oh, wow. up there in the Highlands, we, we drove by that, that location. Oh, cool. Uh, we it's drove that thing by. in Skyfall, isn't there? That road that he. Yeah, yeah there's he, all sorts of bits of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They said the interiors, of course, were shot somewhere in the south of England, but like the, yeah, yeah. all the outdoor shots were, were right around there. Oh, and nice. then we actually stopped at the castle uh, because of a detour. There was a closed road, so we ended up having to go a different way home. But it was we drove by something earlier that we actually went, well, let's just stop there on the way home then. And so as a result, the, the tour guide stopped us at the castle that the French taunters do their bid in, in Monty Python. So I couldn't help myself. I shouted up, is there anybody else up there we can talk to? And nobody got it except for the tour guide. Oh, <laughs> that's, pro- that's absurd. And then I proceeded to run away. And you made a little video for the patrons. I made a little video yeah. for, the, for the patrons. So if oh, you're on the Patreon, you got... I have you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Reverend Bruce said, love this. Love seeing a Canadian in the old country. Makes me think I should really be there too. My great-grandparents. <laughs> are buried there somewhere 
I said, and Dwayne Smith said, uh, in the wilderness, Ian in the wilderness. I love that you've done a tour of the films that have been filmed there. Yeah, I, I was even. I went to a guy who was running it and went, "Guy, I'm a film teacher. I didn't say a podcast. I should have said I got a podcast, but I didn't. I said, I'm a film teacher. Da, da, da. So I'm loving this. Keep it coming. I don't think he made one more film reference. <laughs> oh, you scared him all off. He, he, he was all right. He was good. He was good. I highly, give you my best I'd highly recommend it. If anybody's ever in Edinburgh, do the day trip to Loch Ness. It's it's Loch Ness is kind of like a eh, part of it actually. Did you see Loch? Did not. I saw, I saw the Loch. Yes. Did not see Nessie. Saw oh. some saw some crazy mountain goats like like scaling like almost like a vertical oh those are so cool insane don't know how they did it i'm sitting there going i have literally have no idea how you're getting back up there do they ever fall to their death i i i don't know i just maybe the babies half inch inch is insane we were out there wow and this guy so we get like three or four different people on the microphone what it's and (laughs) at some point we get to the halfway point because you go out and you just turn around and come back it's basically what you do when you're and they went to this one guy and he was uh he just started lecturing us on fish like the biggest fish there ever were and we're like this is what this guy just wants to do he's like he's doing the wrong job did you feel like he was fishing i don't know but he's like can we guess what kind of fish we might have in the lock and so i went sturgeon and he went sturgeon and he like told me off for it everybody like, I, don't know, I don't know who's been telling you there's sturgeon in the lock and i'm like i don't it, 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 dude you asked i was just no one else was talking i was facilitating <laughs> so i looked up at the end i'm just i'm just on my phone going Loch Ness sturgeon and this first headline bam Loch Ness monster may actually be oversized sturgeon <laughs> that's what they're doing they're trying to shut down the lies do you know what that's else funny. not not necessarily uh, Nessie because obviously she's she's in the lake but you know like sea creatures that old people like in old times thought they saw do you know what they actually probably were according to Wood, science right? nowadays eels nope whale dicks uh Yep. Oh. So like whales when they're having sex. Yep. They they like do it with like three. There's three of them because one of them holds the other one up. Okay. And they while they're waiting, they just <laughs> one of them holds them up. Wait, it's like <laughs> they just wheel the dick around in the. So there's like, someone who's wait, there's three there's three whales dick. or there's three, three whales. So one's just literally just like a wingman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's three of them. So there's three whales. Yeah. yeah. One of them like two men, one female. One holds up the female. And wow. uh, just his, his little penis. I appreciate how difficult this is for Ethan not to come back with yeah. more jokes. <laughs> yeah. We've it's, already cut it's, something. It's so, it's so difficult not to. I bet he feels it. Yeah, because they're like obviously very big because whales are very big. Um, people think that that is what like old like sailors and stuff thought were like sea creatures, like sea uh, monsters. Wow. Bet you weren't expecting that when you turned on the old movie <laughs> podcast today. Thank <laughs> you. That's been that. Uh, let's talk just some promos quickly. Uh, last week we had Reverend Bruce on for Casablanca, Ooh, and what a great time! It was. We're always it's always nice to have a BFF of the BFE on the podcast. Always, 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 always. So uh, there is that. Um, always nice also to talk to other podcasts. I did a little uh, cinematic council podcasts, a little roundtable yesterday. We went we went deep into uh, into the Will Smith slap Ooh. again. Ooh. So you know all that controversy well, you bring that up i don't think he should have kept that oscar uh i'm with you i agree you know, and if anything he should have gone okay as i've stepped back from the academy and because of what i did i will give it back because no one can take away the fact that he was a someone no. acknowledged him and read his name out yeah but as far, like you assaulted a member of the academy exactly. moments before they announced you the winner that's crazy. Oh. It was amazingly, perfectly, awfully timed. I wasn't here for that. I listened to the to you guys discuss it, and yeah, the the academy as a whole is a, is a joke right now. Anyway, 
Well, it's not the what we talk about on the CCP uh, podcast is um, the idea that are are the Oscars relevant? Were they relevant before? Are they are they any less relevant or more relevant now? Uh, the answer is a problem. I think they're less relevant now, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, after the slap. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's the thing you got to do to get people interested. Uh, not, that, not that it was planted. I don't think it was, but mm. like, that's all oh, anybody's no, that's no. all anybody's talking about. My biggest and, issue is the last couple of years they've been doing awards for like um, production and visual effects and uh, off-screen talent during ad breaks. So that acknowledgement isn't given. Well, also the the fact that this was the longest Oscars ever. Well, the, the question and they the, still didn't have content. The, the, the question then goes: I mean, do you? What is the acknowledgement? I thought the Oscar was the acknowledgement, yeah. but do you have the Oscar and the TV time? Because you know what? I hate to say this, buddy. Um, people watch because they want to see stars. Yeah, that's yeah, why you watch I, the Oscars. This, and but it's still the thing that really. if if you're cutting them out, they also don't get the time to say what they want because there's a lot of issues within uh, visual production. There's a lot of issues when it comes to uh, how they're treated and the fact that they're no longer given that time to talk about that. What's the fact that right before they did the animation Oscar, they slagged it off saying it's awful and just for kids? I hear That's you. pathetic. I hear you, but on the idea of like the people who work in the in the more production side of it. That just makes the regular viewer because the Oscars is a television event. Make no mistake; it's not about it's not about the recognition. It's 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 a, it's a TV property, and so what happens is when you start giving out stuff people can't relate to, they turn the channel. Yeah, and they want to see the pretty people come and do their thing. And in a time when movies are more and more being nominated for films that we're not seeing, we're not even hearing of them. I'll be honest. When I used to watch the Oscars, I used to watch the last half an hour. <laughs> That's one thing about the the big five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's the only time I'd really watch it. So in a premise, Ethan, of do they deserve to be recognized? Absolutely they do. Absolutely they do. Do they deserve the right to have their platform to say something? I think is, is, is so. That, they're they're is, just as important. They're on, just as important. Hang on, though. The Oscars is not, here's your trophy, now give a speech on something you want. The no, Oscars is, here's your trophy. Say thank, thank you. Say thank you to people who you want to thank. <laughs> and that is it. But when you don't get the ability to do that to people, that's also causing more of a rift. I think the Oscars is stopped being celebrating the whole art. It's just let's let's give ourselves let's give, give ourselves the ones that are on stage, they're on they're on screen the entire time. That that self-aggrandizing ego fest because it's no lo- it's no longer celebrating the art as a whole. I feel. Yeah, but to be fair, guy, you, you have an award called Best Picture. That's literally what that's there to do. Yeah, but my point is that it's no longer celebrating the entire industry as a whole. It's celebrating it ever, all this and this, or did it, or was it mostly always just let's well, put a lot instance, of I think it's become way too self-aggrandizing, and not just recently oh, in a I, long time. Yes, yes, the Oscars has sucked for a long time. Thing is, I think you're trying. To, I, I, th- I think your argument. I'll, I'll take it on board, but the Oscars never. It's like it's gone down like like a descent. Oh no, if I'm not saying with this, that. Then your issues with the Oscars. No, the I'm, Oscars that's, that's what I'm been. saying. My issue is my issue is how the Oscars presents itself to what it actually is. There's always been controversial Should, issues. Oh yeah, but I don't know. I mean, isn't I the think problem, John Wayne the, trying to attack an indi- uh, indigenous person for saying treat us respectfully? I'm going to make, I'm gonna make a really strange comparison, but let me make it. Okay, go for it. Uh, during the civil rights movements in the United States, there was a movement that people like Dr. King. There, there was almost a feeling that there's other important leaders besides Dr. King. Mm-hmm. And yet, what do we always do? It's always Dr. King who shows up and gets to speak. But the problem was, whenever Dr. King didn't come out, 
attendance by the media yeah. wasn't nearly as as present. So if you yeah, want to get yeah. your message across, that's what you did. Yeah. At the end of the day, the Oscars are a star-driven vehicle. And if you were to have something that was just, let's give everybody equal time, no one's, unfortunately, watching that. No, and not. that's why the person handing out the award is, for best documentary, it's not, here's a great documentary filmmaker. It's, hey, here's Chris Rock. Yeah. People know Chris Rock. Yeah, What's yeah. the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it's a celebrity like hosting that award. It's more just I want at least acknowledgement, recognition That's during what, the screen time. That, because oh. it was still the longest Oscars ever, but they still cut the content of giving awards. I, I hear that you. doesn't make sense. I just don't know how else to do it. It's not just I think it's also it's just it's not just this year. The Oscars as yeah. a whole is always is yeah. is always like that. And so it's Yeah, this is my problem. Go, but you're gonna be a, so how you, do you, okay, you do Ethan, how do you stop people from changing the channel? There's there, there, there's my challenge. Because, you don't. Okay, you figure, I, they, they figure that out. I'm I'm on I honestly I just don't the Oscars is, is just a shout. I, yeah, I don't care about how no one cares about the Oscars in like a month. No one ever does. Because the difference between us and probably most people listening to this is that we're we live in the UK, so we don't actually watch the Oscars. No. To watch yeah. the Oscars, you're staying up pretty damn late. Yeah, yeah. Whereas back home, it was a television property. And so I'd be sitting there going, oh, it's long this year. It's long. and But you know what I was tuning in for? It was, it was, it was the big five. Yeah. The big five and maybe best original song. Yeah. Those are the ones I really cared about. That's all I ever watched. Yeah. I've never really understood award shows, uh, to be quite honest, because you have to have watched everything for it to make any sense. It's kind of like a sporting event. If you've seen one of the movies that's up, it's actually really fun. Uh, okay. Yeah, because you get because you, you you get you get like a, 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 a like 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 a, a horse in the race. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So when I'd seen Shakespeare in Love, and Shakespeare in Love was up against I don't know it was a uh, Saving Private Ryan that year I think. Yeah. And it was like, hey, which one do you want? If you've seen both, and you go, oh, it's good. oh, how can they get this? It's like when we go to the notice and we're like, how did that one win? I saw both of those. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even in that one. You know I watched the I'd video game Baftas. Yeah. You know what I'd rather watch. What? It's coming up soon. What's that? Eurovision. Oh jeez. Oh, that's fun. That, that's, that's fun because it's that's fun because it's terrible in a good no way. The Oscars is terrible in an egregious way. There we go. Uh, Let's move beyond. That's all political, right? So, um, we've oh, God, got yeah, Ukraine's going to win this year. Literally, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not even going to be close. Yeah. <laughs> At least we won't come last this year. Actually, wait, Russia aren't in it. We're going to come last We're this come year. Last this year. Um, then we've got uh, the Batman Real Roundtable. We're recording literally after we're done this. Straight it is finally going to happen, folks. And that'll mm-hmm. be coming across to you on Friday. And then, uh, if you haven't caught so yet, check out our cleared for takeoff on Moon Night, which Ethan Moon and I will continue on. We've decided. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of content <laughs> for the BFE. Very excited. No, it's because we've it's also great. got Doctor Who at a point and, in time. And who do you think you are, Doctor Who? The fiftieth anniversary we're going to be doing next. So oh, that's yeah, the three doctors on one screen. So next thing up is something that our next real roundtable. What are we going to do? And I'm going to throw this to the patrons. Actually, I want to. I'm going to let them decide. So I got two ideas, and they're both timely. So here's the pro- So I want to do one on both these two. It's just which order do we do it in? Okay. So do we do first mm-hmm. Bruce Willis? Oh, good. Bruce Willis um, has recently. Um, I don't know if he announced or people close to him announced. I think people have. Close I to think him it was announced. people who were close to him announced on his yeah, behalf. Yeah, it was on that press release, something like that. He's retiring from acting as a result of aphasia, which is something I'd never heard of before this announcement mm. came across. Uh, but it's got to do with some sort of degeneration of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so tragic news. But we would like to therefore go over and remember uh, a very successful career of of Bruce Willis. Yeah. And check out the mm. films he did. And there's some some huge blockbuster films in that. Also. Yep. Nicholas Cage has a movie out where he basically makes fun of his yeah. whole entire catalog. That looks <laughs> funny. And so that's also timely because his new movie, The Enormous Weight of Immense Talent. Something like Unbearer, that. Yeah. It's like Unbearable Unbearer Weight of Immense. Yeah. You know, you're right there. It's Does it have other people in it? it well, it, it's, like, got, it's got, it's got Pedro Pascal. Mando. Yeah, Pedro Pascal yeah. in it. Oh, okay. So basically, Pedro Pascal is this millionaire who was hired, billionaire who was hired, uh, Nicholas Cage, who's playing himself. Right. To like show up and just like be like a, like a celebrity guest at his party and like, you know, save oh, alliance okay. in the movies, yada, oh, yada, yada. Okay. And then it's like, sort of like everything if they goes handled wrong. The interview. Is this kind of like being John Malkovich kind of movie? Well, <sighs> being John Malkovich was like suddenly you found a door that inserted you into Malkovich's mind. Yeah, but it's about him and him playing himself. Yeah, and this is, blah, this blah, is blah, more blah. like Nick Cage is like aware of it. He's Nick Cage, but is doing it partially because he's going to pay him a million dollars. Nick Cage in the cage, being aware <laughs> that he's outside the cage. There we it's go. like <laughs> if he took an SNL sketch and then just made it a movie, but, but a, not in like a bad one. As of recently, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, I do want to see it. So no, we do want to see the skip it on it, but so... Yeah. I don't know if maybe that's the one to do first because it is so timely, but I'm going to leave it up to the patrons. We're going to put a poll up. Yeah. I don't know if we can put a poll up. I don't know how that yeah, works. Oh, we can? Poll up. Great. So we're going to do a poll up. We're definitely going to do both of them, but is it going to be Cage, then Willis, or, or Willis, then, then Cage? Because I'm definitely in on those two. Cool. They feel timely. They do. They do. I don't think I've seen a single Bruce Willis film. Yes, you have. Over the Hedge. Oh, Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, the, the, those three are the only films I've seen. Wait, have you seen all three Die Hards? Yeah. Oh no! You've seen Die Hard one, three, and four. I don't know if you've seen two. What happens in two? It's it's at the airport. It's at the airport. Yeah, I've it's seen that one in the snow. Yeah, yeah it was Christmas. Oh, you, okay, yeah, so yeah. four. We've watched them at Christmas. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. four. There we go. So yeah, okay. Have I seen four? What happens in four? Four was the one where four the, was really bad. I think you're. I think where you're the after car that goes one. up into the helicopter. Kevin Smith's in four. I don't yeah. Think yeah. Have you ever seen he Pulp is. Fiction? Because he's in the. No, nah, she hasn't seen Pulp Fiction. No. I don't think. Four films. Armageddon. You haven't seen the. No, I've not seen. Oh, really? Death Wish I went remake. on the uh, Armageddon experience <laughs> at Disneyland Paris when I was about 10. We'll go through. You'll, we'll, see, we'll see what you've seen. Over the hedge. Over the hedge. So. Um, <laughs> Look, he's talking. There's that. Oh, yeah. He's totally, the voice. I totally forgot about looking. <laughs> Moonlighting. Uh, so there is that. But as always, we want to give our thanks before we jump into the pod as per proper to our patrons. That's Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Katie McRae, Ensign Ian Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle, Silva, <laughs> Dwayne Smith, oh, Dwayne Smith, the Yeetmeister, and Nate the Great. Thanks a lot, hey. guys. Nate the Great. Also looking for peeps for BFE Quiz Night. Uh, it's getting, I got three of five. I got three of five, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we talked about Will Smith already, but should we talk about John Travolta? Yeah. He's been in our backyard. He's been here. Yeah. 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 What happened there? If he was two weeks earlier, he could have come and promoted Greece. <laughs> what I was in. How cool would that be can if you imagine, turned up on the door? Can you imagine if he watched it and went, that was crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the guy in the car singing playing Kaneki was great. Oh, I said, love Kaneki. Always goes, yeah. No, no, no. Hey, hey, Greece wasn't crap. But I should imagine, just imagine if he was this guy who's like, I hate Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he, if he knew about it, he'd have turned up. Maybe, and if he yeah, had spare time, I yeah. think he'd have watched it. 
Yeah, so he's been in a Weatherspoons. He's been in a, what was it, a Morrison's, uh, Morrison's or a Waitrose? Yeah. And then he was at like a lobster restaurant. Yeah. So he's been around our region. He's shooting a short film. And apparently he yeah. likes it here. But he says he, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, he, 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 no. who's going to go, I hate it here? That being no, said, no, no, he no. doesn't have to say what he likes it here. No, no, no. You just wouldn't say anything with you. Several celebrities, yeah. to be fair, often come to Norfolk and go, oh, it's quite, it's quite nice. I think it's more of a town he's in that I'm like, really? That part? Yeah. John's where we're saying. Durham? Durham, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's near Raynham. Wasn't it, um, was it Johnny it Depp used to have like a house around Norfolk or something? No, he's talking about Mel, Mel Gibson. Oh, he's Downham. Mel Gibson and Downham. Yeah, yeah. What? No. He comes to see the priest, doesn't he? There was a priest in Downham, yeah. yes. I was like, he's I found out about it a few with... years later. I was like, really? Cause he's, the... That's horrifying. He's also good friends know. with Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> the priest or Mel Gibson? The priest. The priest, okay. They two of them. They, they both oh, come really? see him, yeah. What a friends to have. As, as, oh, as, no. but, but Gibson, that's, yeah, that's Gibson. kind of that's kind He's of always cool. come back and forth, hasn't he? Maybe the priest can have a word Stephen Fry lives here as well, doesn't he? But that's he more yeah. Well, Stephen Fry is for an well, English yeah. crowd, yeah. yeah. I've met him so many times in shops. Yeah, he's a good egg, though. You've met Stephen Fry? Yeah, my really? well, I, I used to live. Um, yeah, I used to live near Swaffham, so we go into oh. like a when I, this was like 2006. We go into like a waitrose, and my mum was like, "Yes, it looks familiar." He's like, "Yes, it's me." And then they just kept bumping into each other. So to like fair, every other Stephen, week, Stephen Fry yeah. is like, like you can't mistake you him for anybody else. Yeah, so like we we just keep bumping into him every so often. He was the only celebrity that I've like consistently met if any american viewers like who the heck is stephen fry my only thing would be go watch a fish called wanda <laughs> it's the guy who um kevin klein steals the airplane ticket from at the last second by going oh look the queen <laughs> he's in that new hbo is it hbo or hulu show is it like the some it's got amanda seyfried and someone else and i can't remember what it's called okay well, maybe he's branching yeah. out a bit Maybe uh, Stephen Fry's fantastic. He in his early dude. days He's with Hugh Laurie, he did sketches about Kings Lynn. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you know House, this is like House's other half. Yeah. 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 Comedy doing. Uh, who, he, he made it, but he just made it here as opposed. Yeah. He's far too English to a crossover. Yeah, actually, yeah, if yeah. you've ever listened to those Harry Potter audiobooks, he's the he, guy that does yeah, those. He, does Harry Potter audiobooks. he actually yeah. shares a great story about how there was something that he was supposed to say in one of them, which is like Harry pocketed it, I think. I forget yeah. what it was, yeah, yeah. like reached into his pocket. It was a, some some combination of like. Po- it was pocketed po- it. Oh, pocketed. That yeah. was it. Harry pocketed yeah. the watch or something like that. And he's like, I just can't say it. He's like, leave it to the end of a day. I'll give it a shot. So usually you things you would trip up on, that would be where you would get it. And so he phones J.K. Rowling and goes, I'm having a terrible time with this line. Do you think rather than said, Harry pocketed it, I could say, Harry put it in his pocket. <laughs> and so there was a pause. And she went, no. <laughs> and he said from that point on, in every book she wrote, she put Harry in. pocketed it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. I mean, I'll say this. Like you're on Edinburgh. Sorry. It's clear where the inspiration for everything for Harry yeah. Potter Did you came go from. To the, to the little cafe. Uh, no, the cafe had a fire in it, and so it was closed. Uh, but yeah. I went to the Great Hall of the Edinburgh Castle, and you look at that. That's that's the dining room of, of Hogwarts. You look yeah, outside yeah. this this school, uh, this hospital or something. Uh, that's the, the the sort of inspiration for Hogwarts exterior. You can just clearly see all the inspirations wow. 
all around the city. Wow. So, yeah. right, you know, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There Let's do some reflections and corrections. I bet there's plenty in there. Um, Reverend, I, 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 my own reflection, Reverend Bruce is great. I always love a BFF of the BFE episode. Podbean dropped Casablanca early. <laughs> I missed it for about five minutes. And I, and like Russell, Julene, and others were telling me, it's like, oh, I'm listening to it. What's it doing out on a Monday? I'm like, oh, it was a mistake. It's, it's down now. I'm still listening to it. I'm like, no, no, I get it. Cause you've downloaded it to your phone. That's how downloading works. <laughs> you have your copy, but no one else can get there. So they got I've turned off. The, I've closed the shop, if you will. Yeah, it's not yeah, accessible. Yeah. But thank you for getting you a hold of us. Promo. Yeah, you got you got some contraband. Yeah. Uh, listener Andy Dixon said, "Never seen Casablanca. I heard of it, but wasn't sure of the plot. And I knew some of the quotes. Really enjoyed the review. Might go watch it now. I think everybody should. Yeah, because it's one that people talk about. Yeah, and for ones people talk about, I think it's nice to have a little bit of knowledge about like it. Like Citizen Kane was one people was like, "Oh, Citizen Kane." Yeah, and I was always yeah, like, yeah. "I haven't seen it." Now I can go, "Yeah, yeah, really, really, yeah." There's mm. some 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 striking moments in that film. Yeah, uh, but Casablanca, I've done the math; it's our third highest ranked film ever. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well yeah. done, Reverend Bruce. So good, good shout, buddy. Yeah. Uh, behind uh, Little Miss Sunshine, Sunshine. number one, yeah. I think number two is The Departed. Uh, maybe not The Departed. It's either Departed or uh, Prestige, I think. Prestige. Yeah. Prestige. Um, so there we go. My sister said, loved hearing Reverend Bruce and his take on not only Casablanca, but also Will Slap Happy Smith. Uh, also his <laughs> takes on Spencer, brackets, I hated it. And the eyes Ooh. of Tammy Faye, brackets, really enjoyed it. Big thanks to Mrs. Reverend Bruce, Katie, for pointing out the misquote. Uh, I'll continue to misquote, that's just me. I will say Reverend Bruce got a hold of me and insisted this for himself. There's a mistake Reverend Bruce uh, came out to say that he got on that whole conversation about namesakes mm-hmm. and somehow probably because we interjected he got on this, <laughs> and then his wife Katie her namesake is Catherine Hepburn uh, oh yes he never did finish he that. never did finish he that did, thought yeah. no um, so there we go uh, my sister says Ian I do have fond Oscar memories mom and I enjoyed the red carpet uh, I didn't play your winner game often winner game it's just an Oscar pool curse <laughs> <laughs> I always lost because I picked movies based on which actor or actress I was crushing on that was in a film you often reminded me that people sorry, pretty people don't equal winning films or seasons of survivor or any my sister always for the most attractive person i'm cheering for them i'm like why <laughs> they're hot I'm like, there's gonna be other reasons <laughs> you're cheering for them i always yeah, cheered for the underdog that was me joe from survivor who was in a couple of seasons he was very pretty joe joe curly hair dark hair oh, joe, tall guy. very pretty tall guy. Tall yeah guy, yeah was it guy. i think like yeah. lost by like there's a survivor link then. in this film actually so there we go oh, i'm a survivor dwayne smith I very much enjoyed this episode despite not having seen the film and not knowing most of what you were talking about. Yeah, I think if you don't know what we're talking about, we're probably a pretty entertaining listen. Uh, Rev Bruce was magnificent <laughs> as ever. I could listen to him talk forever. I'm not religious, but I wish I could attend one of his sermons. Then again, BFE is my weekly sermon. So there we go. want to cue that up i reckon we ought to uh, go over one day without telling him and just turn up at one of his sermons what if he'd notice in our t-shirts what if he oh if he's got t-shirts then he <laughs> probably has to notice do you think he'd because he's very good at talking and very good at speech do you think he'd get flummoxed with us being sitting in the audience well, he just sat, oh, sat at the no. back there and just, just went 
Just wave. Hey. No, he'd be great. Yeah, he the penguins be. in Madagascar. Smile and wave. <laughs> Smile, Smile and wave. wave. Another comment from our poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. Ah, Dwayne Smith. Says, I hope we get to dance in the moon night and get regular episodes for this. Ethan and the <laughs> Lake funny. District bit had me in stitches. <laughs> the more I do podcasts with Ethan, the more I realize Guy has no geographical knowledge whatsoever. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm, you I'm have absolutely made some terrible. Ha- like, this is like four now. <laughs> <laughs> there's the whole Australia and New Zealand of the same size. I can't oh my get over god! That. I can't there's the get bit over where that. you thought Virginia was on the west coast. <laughs> <laughs> then you thought the mountains from Moon Knight was the Peak District or the Lake District or something. Yeah, I was like Peak District. I thought this is still like, in the like UK. The, it's like the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, would you uh, believe I failed my my geography GCSE? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he says very much enjoyed all the accents. Give us more. So. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and yeah. power through that. Uh, some shout-outs in general. Russell wanted to talk about Travolta. We've done that. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Carlo from the movie loot. Thank you for every bit of support, my friend. Matt from a bigger movie pod or a bigger movie pod wants to know when the birthday episode was out. I said about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone ahead and said, "I'm gonna look that up." It f- fittingly, it's a time travel movie, so you're okay. Yeah, we're good. Hermes, for support and trolling about my Canadian status. Apparently, I dropped this the word scuttlebutt last week, and he uh, said, you know, oh, you're showing us some love. And he said, oh, it was just turns out you didn't really notice me let me do this right now hermes has a podcast called the scuttlebutt podcast he does it with his wife and some sometimes a cavalcade of other people around him it's fantastic i highly recommend it the scuttlebutt podcast scuttlebutt. it gets the ian seal of approval ar, ar, ar. <laughs> there we are so <laughs> it's a seal <laughs> yeah well, i think we got that there we are um and i i wrote that down before he told somebody else he said we are the best show on film twitter oh my like, thanks a lot for that. So i also went somewhere the other day didn't i went to london you did go to london and i stopped Ooh. off at canada water you did stop off at canada water Which and sent me a picture a, a tube station it's a tube station yeah and i thought you'd you'd heard of this i i don't think i had no and oh, I we thought, went past canada water yesterday it's right next to canary wharf how cool was that that is cool and i was like i'm gonna get a picture with that you did i was, I was in london <laughs> I saw oh where's he off to is i knew it was london place? somewhere i went to the titanic really cool. exhibition we did War of the Worlds, the musical version. So if you've heard War of the Worlds, like the... Dun, 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 it's Jeff dun, Wayne's dun, War dun, of the Worlds. We watched it. He conducted it. It was so cool. Oh, he, cool. Was, he was Whoa. there. And there was a sound issue right at the beginning. So they had to like restart after a bit. Um, and he came back on. And as the violins kicked in, because there was like a little video of H.G. Wells for the first two minutes of the like production. I love War of the Worlds. And the the violins kicked back in and he got this massive cheer from because it was in the O2 so it was big big old audience he got a massive cheer and he just turns around and gives this little thumbs up uh. it was really sweet and as he came out like to apologise basically for the sound not working he goes I've always wanted to try stand up I guess now this is my chance yeah. he said out of 16 years of touring it they have never had to stop oh, really? and restart. And wow. went, Aren't you guys lucky? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it was story. Really cool. How cool is that? And it had Liam Neeson in it Whoa. Well, well, not on stage. Yeah, he was oh, the same thing. I said the guy to Ethan, which told me, I'm like, "Wow, she was actually there." I'm like, "Oh, it's a hologram." But it was the the guy doing the singing, the no, 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 coming yeah. from Mars. He was the what? He was the original voice on the CD, so he come back to perform uh, it. Oh, so that's it, cool. That was cool. I'm done now. You can move on. Not Liam Neeson, cool, but uh, cool. singer. I wanted to. Uh, you you sounded very Norfolk there for a second as well. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. He, so my voice slips. He come back to do that part. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he did. Um, thanks for peeps for putting up with my Scottish tweets. I had a whole bunch of them where I was linking over stuff. Good time had crazy culture shock. No one, sorry, everyone wears masks there. Yeah, you everyone. Said. It was Whoa. insane. I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't have a mask. And before I got on the plane, I'm like, you need a mask. I don't have one. Some random stranger opened her suitcase and gave me a mask. I was like, wow. oh, bless you. Like, bless you. I'm like, man, there's, some, there's still some good people in the world. Yeah. But did they not have the mask vending machines in your airport? Apparently, she thought they were all sold out. Oh. Well, but you want to talk to be like emails or like giant signs yeah. over the airport. You will need a mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there, was in, there was in Stansted and in... Um, I was in Stansted. They must have taken them down must the last have month taken them down. Well, because at that point, England was still kind of mask-ish. No, we weren't. We weren't we're not? Masks, I no. don't know. Yeah, but we, it said like on the... Schools were at that point. Mm. Before our last half Yeah, you yeah. might, might have been. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, my sister says, here's looking at you, kid. She said, when I was 28, I was dating a 45-year-old. He called me kiddo and kid all the time. It never bothered me. This is in regards to you, I think, Liam. The age <laughs> difference was obvious. I took it as a term of endearment. Maybe it's a North American thing. Maybe it is. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Monty's mom says, this uh, episode is a year old to you, but I just listened to the best picture winner real roundtable. Would love if you revisited this topic covering winners that are 50 plus years old, such as All About Eve, The Apartment, On the Waterfront. Thanks. Hey, I'm not opposed to it. I think we just got to kind of naturally and organically watch them. Yeah, watch them and go yeah. down that road rather than trying to binge a bunch of. Do you think On the Waterfront was a, a contender? It could have been somebody. <laughs> I'm guessing that's the film that line's from. <laughs> Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm 100 on. Um, like these are these are. I mean, The Apartment is one of. It's always been on my list. So. Yeah. Yeah, if, if and when we get to it, I'm totally up for that. What, what could happen instead is a best classic movie real roundtable. Yeah, anything yeah. where we kind of look at stuff that's like pre 1972, so 50 years and, and, and before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we go, what are the best of that? Maybe that's an idea. Maybe. Oh God, the 70s was 50 years ago. I know. I just was doing the math and went, it'll be this. Oh shoot, 72. Wow. Crikey. Said the guy who was born in the 70s. Says the guy who was very just scared. born in the eighties. Very scared. Uh, adapted the screen for the love. Thank you, Ian from Bit Dead for the love. Danny and Drew from It's a Musical just celebrated their second anniversary oh, of the pod. Oh, well done. Happy so birthday. well done, folks. Happy birthday. Go give them a listen. Um, I'm starting a train called the Encanto is overrated train. Uh, it's growing. Uh, myself, Hermes, and Carlo are on the on board there. Uh, the soundtrack's the best part of that movie. It is. You're right. It's a the, fine movie. The story. It, it's a fine movie. It's, it's a. Fi- did it deserve the Oscar for okay. Best Animated Picture? I don't know what. It, no, it didn't. I don't know what it was against. Mitchell's vs. the Machines was robbed. I haven't, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it, so I will take your word for it's it. It's really stylistic. It's beautiful. Because um, for me, I'm just going. Songs are good. The, I mean, the audio mixing, Ethan. I mean, that's your bugbear. I mean, it was yeah. it was it was atrocious, it wasn't was. it? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, I'm just going. I mean, uh, Carlo put it best. He said the, the songs are, are fantastic, but it's a, it's a it's a three star movie. I'm 100 percent with him. It's mm. a mm. It's, it's all right. Okay. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah, good. Is it mind blowing? Heck no. no. Did I give it a six and a half or a seven? Because that's I like the bar of you've uh, done a decent a, job. Did you say it's a watered down version of or discount version of Coco? I kind of felt it was discount Coco. I've yeah. never seen Coco. Coco's I mean, so good. That was the first episode we had Ethan on. Hey, I was yeah. on the Mickey Pod. Apparently, Book of Watch Life Coco. Is, is even better than Coco, though. So. Oh, Book is of it? Life is very good. There we go. Um, who told you about Ethan? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, 
Nate the Great said, just listen to your Wonder Woman episode and hashtag Ian is always right. Uh. It was just okay with a few good scenes and some really bad acting, but great review, deep dive. I will become even more of a fan every episode I listen to. Thanks, Ooh. Nate. Uh. Chuck and Ruff, who do a great job listening to them. Uh, Josh, next favorite movie. He does a great job. Go listen to him. Uh, Bray Wyatt fan 24. Ooh. His name is Austin, I think. He's starting up a wrestling podcast, but drop this. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate hey, that. Hey. I have a Saturday morning podcast for the love. Shoot the flick for doing a bunch of pizza gifts. I gave up pizza for Lent, so now I'm just hangry. <laughs> Shout outs to our friends Nick and Russ at Nick and Russ Don't hey, Go Anything. Nick if Russ. you're into U.S. politics, they're a really good listen. Mm. Uh, if you're outside the U.S., it's kind of just sitting there. At times you sort of look in from the outside of America and go, oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> literally kind of glad it's not yeah oh man man love our american listeners you guys are divided on everything everything oh, passionately like, divided yeah the uk's had a like a, a, a messy week still still pretty chill yeah we're still pretty chill all things considered. yeah so everyone was, just thinks rishi's a tosser <laughs> so wizard for the love m from verbal diorama did an episode on the crow Oh, I gave it a listen. Really good. So, although The Crow did win my worst film of 2020, that was my vote. <laughs> uh, I, I just still an important film, and I th- it was yeah. a really good episode to hear about the legacy. She's totally on on, on your side of it, buddy. Woo! Love you more, babe. <laughs> Talking about about yeah. uh, you know how big of a star she feels that uh, Brandon Lee would have turned into, and how I big of a film he would have been. Nah, no. He would have. <laughs> <laughs> to the- be fair, though, in your in your favor, it was a straight to DVD. It would have been straight to DVD if it or wasn't for. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Um, but I think because he'd already done um, Rapid Fire and Showdown in Little Tokyo yep. and stuff like that, and he was showing chops. Yep. And uh, this would have led to something else for him. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that had been because this was the gravity that he gave because he believed in this character so much. Mm-hmm. And I think this would have been a stepping stone to bigger and greater things. So listen, and, and listen to our On the Crow, episode Thanks, 19, I think it was. Yeah. I looked it up when I was mentioning hers earlier. It's the so. best romantic comedy you'll ever, ever <laughs> I watch. I forgot about that. <laughs> and then finally, GIF of the Week, which is about a crying note. Chris Peterson and Hermes chose the same GIF and fought forever about it. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Smith won. But the winner is Ian Davies, who uh, did one from The Simpsons where it was literally a letter from Homer to Marge, and you just see, like, the tears falling on the paper and the ink running. Oh, Perfect. cool. Ian Davies. Man, someone should keep track of this. Ian Davies, you should keep track of this. <laughs> who's, who's, <laughs> who's winning the gift of the week each week? And who's who, how many wins people got? There we are. Nice. So, a very elongated introduction here, but let's talk now about... Um, Let's talk about Empire Records, shall we? Yeah. I so, forgot we were doing Empire had Records. everybody seen Empire Records before? Woo! Georgia, you were sitting there going, I think I've seen this before. I had seen it before. Oh, had you? Yeah. Ethan, had. you hadn't because you had to get a hold of me. Yeah, this is my first time. I sent a message being like, uh, is it this one? Because whenever I looked it up to try and watch it, the reviews were uh, horrifyingly low. And I was like, okay, interesting. I'll- right, Phil? I'll be honest. Um, when I first watched this back in the day when it came out, I mean, yeah, I lived and breathed this movie. I wanted my own record store. I have one of my own record stores now. Um, so this, so you're Joe. Sparked my yeah. <laughs> this sparked my imagination to have my own record store. Um, how I felt then and how I feel now are two different things. Well, I often, Interesting. I often say this isn't favorite film ever. No. And this is one that puts that to the test for me because I got a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in this film too. Yeah. And so I look back and go, ah, oh, I go Empire Records and I smile. And then yeah. you start watching it and you go, I still really like it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I yeah, still yeah. really enjoy Same. it as, as a journey. Yeah. 
but if I sit here objectively and go, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. look at it from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Same. Same. This is Georgia, my concern you, going you in. I'm glad you said that. Georgia, did you remember watching it the first time? I, what you thought yeah, of it? I can't remember what I thought of it, but I remember when, I, when we started watching it again today, I was like, oh yeah, this is what happens. I remember this. So I think it was just a bit, eh? It's, it's a film, isn't it? <laughs> that is. Um, There's one bit that still warms my heart, and I'll talk about that when we get to it. Absolutely. Uh, Empire Records, directed by Alan Moyle, who I don't really know from anything else, to be honest with nope, you. Nope, me either. Um, we've got, I'm just looking really quickly here, because I forgot to do my notes on this one here. Uh, not much. Not much at all. Um, unless you've seen New Waterford Girl. Oh, that one. I haven't heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> or The Gun in Betty Lou's Handbag. Oh, so, yeah. what a great film that uh, is. Written by <laughs> Carol Heikinen, uh with cinematography by Walt Lloyd. Uh, basically, it's a little right what you know. We talked about this already. The movie was written by a former employee of Tower Record Store at the Christtown Mall in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. Which means there's a good chance I've been to this yeah. Tower Records. Wow. Because I lived in Phoenix for a year. You did. And I hit every record store that there was in that city. Oh, cool. So I bet you I went to this at some point. I have been to Tower Records in California. Yeah. 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 Some of her former co-workers still worked there, uh, citing anecdotes and other elements of the movie that closely related to the store for a long time after the movie's release. Ooh. So pretty much just stole some ideas, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not like a bad store way, but in, right, you know. Mm-hmm. The store did close in early 2005, as record stores generally did. Yeah. Um, New Regency got into a bidding war with Warner Brothers over the script. Carol Heikinen was offered $325,000 up front and two hundred grand if the film was made, and then 1% of any soundtrack royalties and 5% of merchandise sales. What merchandise sales? I don't remember any merchandise. I used to be just, well, I remember some merchandise, I guess. I'd guess like the soundtrack. Because I would, uh, yeah, but I mean, I just mentioned the soundtrack. Probably more America centric, but yeah, if you, yeah, could, have, I, if you could have bought like a, like an Empire Records t shirt, I would yeah, have so bought, you know, open till midnight, I would have bought that. Done, yeah. yeah. I'm well, sure they must have had like some kind of, um, I forgot his name, Rex Manning show or something. Must be yeah. something. Rexy, you're so sexy. Two days after Regency Enterprises executive Michael Nathanson gave approval to proceed with Empire Records, he was approached with another script for a teen movie, Clueless. Because he already had a teen movie in hand, he turned down that film. What a mistake. There's a mistake. I, I think know. he made. I prefer this film to Clueless because Clueless is shit. Well, you, look at you just like like giving it away right at the start. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I just don't like Clueless. Okay. Uh, let's look at the uh, deep dive, shall we? Now, we thought we were looking at the DVD version, and then I hit play, and it was an hour and a half. So it mm. wasn't the DVD version. I guess we got the theatrical 90 minute cut. Yeah. I don't know what, what you managed to watch this on, Ethan, how long yours was. Mine was one thirty. Okay, good. Because there yeah. is like like an hour and 42-minute version out there, which is the extended cut. Um, huh. We start with the Regency Studio card and credits, and I love 1990s music. Me too. Oh, it brings back good memories. Every song I was like, oh. even if I didn't know the song, I was like, it reminds even, me of songs that yeah, were on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It took you back. Um, and so we find out that the store is shutting down and we meet Lucas played by Rory Cochran, who would later go on to be his big role is that he had a long run on CSI Miami. Oh, did he? he oh. did. I, I think he dies. So maybe he finally pays for what he's done here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we meet Gina, um, Renee Zellweger. She's been, I think she was in some movies after this. Oh, was she? Yeah, I think so. Well, one, I think I it was some, know. some, some movie about a diary. <laughs> Can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> 
I caught it on a plane to Chicago once. Um, <laughs> uh, and Lucas gets to close, and he says, my life has reached its natural apex or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. he's finally been trusted to close. And she goes, oh, you better not screw up. He says, no, Joe was very thorough. Count the money twice. Don't drink his beer or touch his cigars or his drumsticks. And she yeah. goes, okay, good luck. And then it cuts, and he's doing all the things he shouldn't everything, be doing. Everything, yeah. I think he has counted the money twice, yeah. but he's like drumming on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he smokes the cigar and whatever he kind of narrates like he's aware of a camera's there yeah he breaks the fourth wall it's like two of them do doesn't he remind you doesn't he remind you of carl from my shop no no, <laughs> no. look wise aesthetically look oh no they're both like slim brunette guys Oh, okay. It's about he, it. Well, not the character himself, yeah, but just yeah, the I look. Know. He kind of uh, has that Carl look about him. Maybe I don't see him in Turtleneck as often as you do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. He doesn't. Uh, so uh, then we, uh, he pulls out a contract. He's go, what, what else do you do besides go through your boss's desk? For a Music Town franchise option agreement with a layover to change the facade just of the store. Just to give you the, 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 the story. And just so you know it's not good. Yeah. Lucas goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gross. I like and, how it's hidden behind. Because that wouldn't yeah, be, yeah. would it? That'd be on top. That'd be on top. It? Yeah. We need to see how it is. Yeah, and then yeah, go, oh. Yeah. And it says, in the immortal words of the doors, the time to hesitate is through. Oh. Do, you, do, do you know John's song? I don't know that song. You can baby you like a my, light my fire. Light my fire. Is that from yeah, Light my fire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we go to Atlantic City and we're pretty closely aligned to Lucas. He's the only character we think we know at this point. He passes a place called Trump Plaza. He does. Several yep. times. Ooh. Wonder whatever happened to that guy. Oh, no um, idea. All the luck is on Lucas. He's pulling one armed bandits as he goes by and they're firing jackpots. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. He's calling 22 Black on roulette. Boom. Which, if you remember, 22, 22 Black, Black was what thingy called. It was. Was the number there. from Casablanca yeah. last yeah, week. Yeah, so yeah. there we go. He wins a callback. He wins as yes. They were totally aware we were going to be doing them. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if that is a Casablanca. You know it's got to be a Casablanca know. reference, it doesn't it? Must not it? Why else? You could choose any number. Anything. Why 22 black? Yeah. That's got to be Casablanca. Got to be. There we go. It's a bit more cultured than you thought. Shipwrecked <laughs> made a uh, Casablanca reference. They the did make a Casablanca And I like reference. to think it's because we put out our episode. Oh, no, it definitely is. I love the idea like that you think Sean Prasad's listening to us. He might be. Hey, Sean. I doubt yeah, he is. Sure. <laughs> um, so he goes and he plays craps. And uh, you ever been to a casino? Yeah. What, what have you played? Just the slots? Or are you playing anything else? Yeah, and no, I was too scared to play anything else. I played poker. I thought I was going to, you know, lose my house, my shirt on my back. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just I've been to the casino twice. Proper casinos twice. Uh, played poker both times. The first time I lost like... $80, and I walked out feeling sick. Yeah, I would. Oh, I'm just like, oh, 80 bucks. And the next time I went, it was my bachelor night, and I won like $300 and something. Dollars. Woo! Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, you're buying everything. I'm like, it's my bachelor. It's my uh, bachelor night. I shouldn't pay for anything. Uh, but like, I, I do understand how people could like chase the bad money. Like, I'm so yeah, scared of becoming why, a gambling addict. Why would you stick everything, everything on one thing? That's just t- not how my mind works. Are you talking about Lucas? Yeah. He's a character in a movie. Yeah, no, but how many times do you see this as a trope in movies? Oh, it is a trope. Look you at know. you using that hey, term. Hey, hey, look at that. Yeah. Well, it is. And you just think to yourself, just do a quarter of it or half of it, you know. Hedge your bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a hedge your Literally. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, he wins the money and he decides to Take let it, it ride. Because if he wins that one, he says, if I can win this, then I'll save the lives and, and futures of everybody I know and love. I know, but if that's 
black or red, yes, 50-50. <laughs> Not in, like, numbers. Yeah, because the odds of rolling a seven are the highest odds of any number, but it doesn't counteract like all the other numbers okay craps is really like craps do you know how craps works no so you put your money down is that the snake eyes one yeah well if you if you roll a seven yeah then you win what happens if you roll a six if you roll a six then what happens is uh if you roll once you roll a six then you have to keep rolling until you roll another six but now if you roll a seven you lose so it turns it on you but if you roll snake eyes or or sixes i think it is yeah you lose automatically. Oh, so that's kind of the oh. rules of the game. So that's why you always see them looking for a seven when they when they roll. That's that's probably real. That's the statistics. The statistics are bad. Then why would you do that? Uh, gambling, <laughs> gambling is addictive. Because <laughs> oh. eighteen grand is enough. Winning honestly, is fun. yeah, I know. But does he have eighteen at that point? Yeah, because they're like, wins, yeah, because yeah. yeah, he, he nine turned nine, eighteen. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah nine turns into eighteen from eighteen, like. Or, you can do or, one of two or what things. You do is you take half your eighteen, take, and you got nine again. Take the initial nine, yeah. put it yeah. back in your pocket. Worst case scenario, you can put that in the bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Worst case scenario, you you end with what you started with. Worst case scenario, you do this because you're an idiot. Yeah, he just lets it ride. He could have split. Is also I uh, turned on him immediately. I did. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he's like, so he's like, oh, I'm going to let it ride. And he talks about his future. And I was like, huh? I'll buy you a drink. And they go, ah, and he loses. And then we cut to the next morning. And this is really the start and earnest of our movie. And this was supposed to be a two day plot. Yeah. And they edited it and turned it into one. Yeah. I'm okay with it being a one day. If you feel. Like it feels like a lo- like a really bleeming long day. It, it, well, they're open until midnight. Mm. They are open till midnight, which, which helps. Why would you stay open till midnight? Oh, shops in the states stay open really late, man. Really? Oh yeah. We used oh. to the UK showing at four. Ten, ten, old. ten p.m. would be a standard. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's like if you got the premise of the Breakfast Club earlier? and then we're like, hey, club. Well, no, because it's just like what you saw in 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 the in the film, it's all based on teenage labor because uh, okay. your regular people have gone home yeah. so then you hire your your high school students and they're earning extra money on the side that's why you can't get them ever to do their homework because their parents are like well they're out earning money uh, it's like i hear you they still need to do their homework yeah, yeah, yeah so here where the society doesn't because it's the only way you can those things can run there's not enough workers out there willing to be paid minimum wage yeah, yeah, yeah. right so wow um then, uh, so the mo- the movie was severely edited in post production, removing three significant characters. What? And up to forty minutes of footage. I want to see this. Why can't they release the whole? That's a mess. Release the whatever cut that well, was. Well, you know, films are standard these days. Three hours, aren't they? I don't know. If I, I don't <laughs> know if I could have sat through two hours and fifteen minutes of this. If I'm being honest, no, I could barely this, sit through an hour. This and felt half very episodic. It's... Yeah. Like, this didn't feel like, like one cohesive plot. It was like little sketches. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. So we start, we meet uh, AJ, played by Johnny Whitworth, uh, who, for the most part, this is all, but tell you what, if this isn't Mr. 90s. Oh, I know, right? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, got the hair. 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 He's got I everything. want, when I was, this is probably the look I was chasing when I was, <laughs> like, I was like, that's the coolest guy. He's got like the plaid shirt and like the hair, but it's like hair, the yeah. oh, the long and oh, it's amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he runs, like <laughs> Lucas tells him that he lost all his money, and AJ susses out instantly what's happened. Yeah. He was asked to close. He doesn't have any money of his own. AJ's really, apart from the, the love forlorn guy, is the only one really all together. And the the sanest one out of the lot. Yeah, he does a hard one to you figure out. I mean? Yeah. Because then we meet the opposite of that, which is Mark. Mark. Did you recognize Mark? Uh, is it yes. what's his face who plays Shaggy? No. No, it's it not. Like him. I did recognize it's, him. It's like a shorter version of him, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's have, like him if he was ginger. We've done a movie with this guy in it. Yes. Because uh, even when I watched this way back when, I kept thinking, I know him. Where do I know him from? He's the bass player in that thing you do. Uh, of course. <laughs> the, one, the one who joins the yes. military. T bass player. Yeah. Yes. Of course. TB player or whatever. Yeah. So um, this is Mark. Um, he, along with Liv Tyler, of course, appeared in that thing you do. Yeah. And then did this. So they did, I think it's the same year. I think it's 96 for both of them. Oh, cool. This is 95, I thought. Was this 95? Uh, yeah. That is 95. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we meet Joe. Joe played by Anthony LaPaglia. I know him from somewhere, but I can't think where. Uh, it's like some sort of like uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent or something like that. He had like a, he was the lead character on that. Oh, okay, yeah. His brother is the host of the Australian version of Survivor. Oh, <laughs> not Jeff Probst. Not Jeff Probst. No, I can't but, remember his actual name. Uh, Jonathan LaPaglia? Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and he's not happy that it's Rex Manning Day. No. And then he's even less happy when the bank phones and there's no money. And then he's even less happy when he checks the safe and it's empty. But are they taking nine grand in one day or nine grand in a week? No, it's nine grand in a day. Oh. It's the daily count. Yeah. 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 yeah a big, a big, a big, like something that size without much floor space. Oh, okay. Nine yeah. grand. It's like an HMV, really. Ninety-five. If you're selling a CD for about fifteen dollars a pop, which sounds pretty fair at the time, yeah, that's about right. Then you're probably looking at that's. Oh, that's still six hundred CDs. That's six hundred CDs in a day. That's a lot. Yeah, but if yeah. they're open in the morning till midnight, yeah. plus additional merch I as well. It was the the money that he was saving to help try and buy out. Mitch. No, no. What the, the money that goes missing is the money that, that belongs to belongs to Mitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Because as part of closing, your job is to take the money out of the safe and put that in the bank. Yeah. There's no real reason why a Joe wouldn't just take his own money with it. No, nor any reason why he'd keep his own money in the in his office safe. Yeah. No. <laughs> so um, then we meet Corey, played by Liv Tyler, who's picked up by Gina in her Jeep. Did you recognize Liv Tyler? Yeah, because she looks like Anne Hathaway. Okay, so what did you... Do you remember that we've seen her in another movies? Yeah, she's I in... I don't want to miss a thing. What's thingy? Uh, the one where they do the singing. That thing you do? Yeah. Okay. And she's, <laughs> did you also recognize her from uh, Lord of the Rings? No. Okay. Did you recognize her from The Incredible Hulk? No. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. 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 Oh. Over on Talking to Mickey, he can check out The Incredible Hulk. Um, oh, I've just pulled out my... Am I stuck coming through the microphone? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you can see To everybody else out there, I've just pulled my, my, my headphones out of the. There we are. Hey, and he's back. <laughs> and I'm back in the room. Back in the game. So there we are. Um, and picked up with Gina, and Gina's got like a Jeep. And I'm just like, these kids are living my. If I forget Warren, I want to work at, at Empire Records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the, that's the exact Jeep I want. My buddy Chuck had like <laughs> a Jeep, and I've been chasing that Jeep ever since high school. 90s 
Jeeps. They were the things. Oh, they and somehow I was like, people was like, I don't want this. You have it. And that's how my friends got like Jeeps. Yeah. And now you try and buy a Jeep to the Ruby Cap. And they're like, you know who we're going to do? We're going to find those people who didn't have Jeeps that are like paying like nostalgia. And we're going to, we're just going to right through the nose for it. Yeah. But all those. Oh, Jeep Patriots, like 40 grand. You can get Jeep. Wow. You can get- or Wrangler, sorry, sir. You can get uh, like the old ones for less money, the Jeep Patriots, but the Wranglers are still expensive. Wranglers are expensive, and they're the highest whatever because it's the, that that quintessential Jeep a, look. A but. new a new Wrangler is like forty grand. It's yeah. ridiculous because yeah. it's what I want. I can remember. Oh, you really? Hills. I want a Wrangler yeah. myself. There we are. I can always remember in Beverly Hills, nine hundred two. I know they had one. Um, a Jeep. Oh, back back to Clueless. She had a yeah. Jeep, didn't she? She did. Yeah, yeah. that was the thing, wasn't it? Uh, so yeah I definitely want a Jeeps aren't a Jeep. cheap <laughs> no Jeeps are not cheap even though they would make you think so there we are it's not quite right for your budgie chirpy chirpy Jeep Jeep, Jeep, Jeep. <laughs> I'm in pain I'm in so much pain uh, AJ can't read the room because he thinks now's the time to tell Joe and Joe's still freaking out like what am I going to do I'm gonna, what I, and he goes I think now's the time I'm going to tell Corey I love her well, he doesn't say that. He says, love her. Yeah. Um, and so he goes, really? Now's good. He says, yes, by exactly 137. I'm going to tell Corey that I love her. And he's like, 137. He's like, great. He's like, how should I do it? He goes, you tell her. Tell her. You love her. Yeah. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, they decide, uh, the, the staff decide what songs to play first. I love this game. They each have like a bag of M&M's. Yeah, it's great. And you got to pull out an M&M, and then Gina, I guess, isn't going to pick the song. She's no. playing the game. Maybe you know, she got picked last Maybe, the day yeah. Before. If you've got the yeah. orange one, then you get to pick the first song, and so that ends up being Mark, and he picks some. Um, this movie loved a montage. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> By the end of this, when I became aware of how many montages <laughs> I'd sat through, but uh, they sleep. it loves a montage where they talk, they, they act straight to the camera. Yeah. They like to break the fourth wall. Oh, they sweep the re- like they sweep the records. They dust them, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like, shouldn't this have been done before you close? Like, how yeah. busy are you at midnight? That yeah. no one's like this is like stuff you do at the end of your shift, not at the start of your shift. <laughs> um, the camera is not still for a minute of this. Like the camera's no. moving everywhere. Give it the excitement. Yes, of of, of cleaning the records. Uh, AJ then uses his veto, which I like the idea of you get one veto a day, and then uses a lighter to burn a CD. Yeah. God, nightmare. Jeez. <laughs> and so why is Corey here, Joe wants to know. She's doing calculus despite not being in until later, but she's here because it's Rex Manning Day. Rex Manning. And then we wipe to say no more, money more. The Rex Manning music video, Say No More, Mono More, was shot on Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, in one day. It was shot before anything else. Oh, okay. This is the first thing that was shot in the whole movie, was the Rex Manning video. Wow. It was intended as a 17-second dance move piece for the main actors and actresses to make fun of. That's all they wanted was 17 seconds. They came back with an entire 4-minute, 30-second music video. That's brilliant. Right. Which, it has to be shot first because his hair's shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the real-world footage. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you go on the 2003 DVD re-release, you can check out, amongst other things, the full music video for Say No More, Mane More, which that. you can also find on YouTube. <laughs> I have a question about Rex Manning. Sure. Is he supposed to be like a parody of like an Engelbert Humperdinck type? Because 
This is a just no, a vibe he, I got. He's, he's just an aging. He's someone who was a big deal and hasn't realized he's aged out of it. So, it so probably it would be like if you were Rick Astley, but you were still like you know releasing records Today. fifteen years later yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and trying to pre- believe you're still relevant. Yeah, Liam, did you recognize Max Caulfield? Cool. Okay, do you want to go ahead? Do you want to go ahead and say what he's from? Well, Michelle Pfeiffer, one of the cool rider, yeah. the cool rider. He's from Greece, too. All right. Uh, some people will do anything to avoid talking about Batman. They will. <laughs> <laughs> George, unfortunately, has to go home poorly in the middle of the pod, which is... Uh, yeah, bless her. She's working on, she, she's working on three, th- three jobs, she and is. I yeah. think it's just a little bit of... Uh, can be overwhelming. Be overwhelming. I think yeah. it'll just be exhausting. Yeah. You know, she's really excited to do everything, and we all can be really excited to do everything. And sometimes our bodies say we can't, we can't keep up with this. When we saying mm. earlier on the podcast about where do we find the time? Where do you find the time? <laughs> yeah, and you, you know? only steal so much time. And sometimes, yeah, your body says, "I don't care what you do to me." I'm going to, I need to rest. I need yeah. to recover. So she's off doing that. It's heartbroken that she can't talk about Batman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we, we you're, you're stuck with us for the remainder, but that's okay. I hope. Um, so, um, yeah, Max Caulfield, um, a flop in Greece too. Flop in Greece too. Yeah. <laughs> flop in Empire Records. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, the cool writer. Um, yeah. not so cool anymore. No, but you know what, right? I I love Grease 2. You do? And uh, I know it weren't received by the critics and there was a flop and everything else and I shouldn't like it because I like the first one. But that was the first one I watched. Yeah, so to you, that is the first one. To me, yeah. It's yeah. to me, Die Hard 3 is the first Die Hard I saw. Yeah, yeah. So I get what you're saying there. You know, so. Many people compare Die Hard 3 and Grease 2. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so Lucas has returned and he's very zen now. He is. And uh, Joe wants to know, where's the money? He goes, Joe, the money's gone. <laughs> where's the money? Atlantic City. What's it doing in Atlantic City? Recirculating. <laughs> that was funny. It, it might be in other cities by now. Joe, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, uh, I told Mitchell, you forgot to deposit the money. He said, you shouldn't have done that, Joe. Because <laughs> I didn't forget. <laughs> Um, he's so honest so um, he tells Joe Joe I think it's going to be okay he goes how do you think it's going to be okay he goes who knows where thoughts come from they just appear they do so um, then we meet Robin Tunney it's a big cast it is yeah not a, I don't know if I'd say it's a great cast. It's just a big cast um, played by Deborah, and she feels very of the 90s oh yeah she's like and- a poor man's Lori Petty I, yeah literally yeah um i quite I, I never really understood this until after a few watches but i love how they don't show you her face on purpose as she walks through she's like a f- oncoming storm yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she's not looking at anybody not looking at anything and yeah yep the girls are working the till and they say something during she flips them off yeah she's not a they fan of the girls like each other and not really a fan of the boys either it no. seems and she goes into the bathroom well what's going on joe and lucas talk and aj's gluing quarters to the floor for his art yes how uh, we'll have some more information on that in a minute <laughs> uh, joe asks aj to close <laughs> he said look i need someone to close <laughs> And then Lucas goes, I can close. 
<laughs> just so serious. doesn't even acknowledge it. No. At which point, AJ goes, first, he's, no. like, he's like, I opened. He's like, I need someone who can close. Then as soon as Lucas goes, he goes, yeah, okay. I close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we go back into the bathroom with Deb, and she cuts her hair and then shaves her head. I, I like this scene. One of her previous um, roles was on a show called Cutters. Okay. Um, which for both the hair and unfortunately what she's done to her wrist is 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 is, is weird is weirdly symbiotic or, or coincidental if nothing else it is yeah um, she looks like she's having fun though the it feels like it was a, it was a liberating thing for her to do yeah it's I, it's freeing i think she she broke character because she's this grumpy moany i'm disappearing to the distance kind of character walking in and she's that coming out but when you watch her shaving her own head, she's having fun. Dude, you get she's one smiling. You get one take at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, th- I, think it's, it. I, know. I think it's in character. I th- it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys have ever had a mental breakdown and, and cut your hair off. Uh, I cut my hair but, off all the time, dude. <laughs> but no, let, let me tell you, when it's like two in the morning and you're having a real mental breakdown because you're through your life semester and you cut your hair off, I, I'm I'm smiling and I'm like, I've I've got rid of my demons for a bit. I'm I'm zen. I'm content. And be- then she comes out and she gets to be her her mask. It seems to be a thing because you know, yeah. Brittany did the whole head shaving thing. Yeah, when she was struggling, it's this idea of immediate and profound change. I yeah. think it was because they were after the, her hair. Though. They said that they can take DNA out of her hair or something for drugs, wasn't it, or something at the time? What? It's a whole. It's a whole thing. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I think it was something to do. We're talking I, about Britney. We're talking about Britney, Britney. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that they could take um, DNA out of her hair for drugs or something. So she shaved the hair off. To, to I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of places know. you could go with this because it's like her image, and you get rid of that. Yeah. She's no yeah, longer yeah, a product. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I, I, can, I make myself look how I want, kind of. Thing. Yeah. I'm I'm in control of me. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, anyway. I don't know if you can tell. I align myself to Deb a lot in this film. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, AJ and Lucas are talking, and Lucas is playing a Game Boy. To which point, Georgia went. My mom's got one. Yeah, of those. Yeah. Thanks, Georgia. Because <laughs> Game Boys hit when I was about eleven, twelve. Yeah, they started showing up a lot. Predominantly went to about fourteen, fifteen. My sister got one. I think it was second hand. She just wanted to play Tetris. Yeah. Well, she's, she's really good at Tetris. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, to this day, because of that, I still do play like a Tetris-y type oh, yeah. game on my phone. Yeah. I love the music. Yeah. Am, am I still allowed to love Tetris? Yeah. Given, yeah. Yeah. Given, yeah. Given that it's a Russian game, am I okay? Is that, is oh, that is okay? It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. The soundtrack's like... A friend of mine's like number two in the world on like the new Tetris game. I'm very proud of them. Wow. Yeah. Um. No, that's that really impressive. I play, yeah. Did you know that was released as a seven-inch single? What, the song? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's I, a good song. I love the music from Tetris. I yeah. really do. Um. So... He uh, Lucas approves of 137 as an excellent time. He <laughs> just like I'm going to tell him by 137. He goes, That's an excellent time. Yeah. Um, and then Deb was walking by, and a- I mean, AJ's a weird character. He doesn't really kind of fit because he like walks up. He goes, "What's this?" Yeah. And she goes, "What?" And he like grabs her arm and pulls. I don't know how he saw the the, the bandage. Well, so that would hurt Deb. Oh, oh I w- well, to be fair, she doesn't want really to get very far into her. Sc- I'm, I'm not trying to trivialize it, but no, it, yeah. she does. She does mention how difficult of a time she has with it. 
But I think he was had good intentions in in this. He weren't oh, trying I to. I think they're trying to present him as this really good guy. You know, I just think it's done bad. I think of all the characters, AJ's aged the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. You're not wrong there. Yeah. But I'm um, back then. Sure. It was intentions were good. He gets a bit toxic about it, but I really like. Uh, I really like uh, Lucas in this. Yeah, he's very like. Where Lucas is like, "Hey, she's fine, aren't you fine?" She goes off, and then he goes, "She's in the store." She's safe in the store. Yeah. Mm. And you know what? There's just some, geez. um, Sometimes just a comforting thing to know that someone's in a safe place for for that time. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're here, that's better than if they're not here. Yes. Um, I don't mean like the not here is it like they they, they killed themselves. But if they're here, we can keep an eye on them. We, We know that they're safe. But a little bit later on, in a bit when we get to it, is a bit I don't like with her. Sure. You know, what she, what she does and what she says. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know. um, and she uses humor as a defense mechanism massively. For everything. She goes, yeah. you know, I tried to go to rock and roll heaven, but I wasn't on the guest list. And then goes, I decided I'd rather kill myself than show up for Rex Manning Day, which is like <laughs> so darkly funny. Yeah. 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 Like, Jeez. But it's the way she sort of looks at the girls and sort of go, and in case you haven't heard, this is what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, mm, yeah. that's a bit too much. AJ goes um, to Lucas and goes, what's with you today? And Lucas goes, what's with today, today? <laughs> I remember that when I was a kid. And then Deb goes up and just says, hey, in case you haven't seen or yeah. heard yet, and shows off her I didn't bandaged that. wrist. See, I did. I liked it. I get I, this. This is you, yeah. you're in control of your now. Is she mean? Of course she's mean. Of course she is. But the whole idea of like, look, rather than you tell it, I'm going to sort of wear this and own this. Like, I'm not afraid of this, but she probably is. Yeah. But it's the idea about. and uh, Also, cool. like her friend, her, not friend her, like her relationship with those two girls sucks. So I think it's that thing of. I'm telling you before you try and come to me and be bitchy about it, because that seems to be that kind of, that trifecta. Well, especially when we find out we know about Corey, is that Corey does seem to have, she has a lot of pressure on her life, but she does seem to have like this idealist, if you're Deb, Corey's got your polar opposite life. Mm. Yeah. And so she goes, is this supposed to be some kind of joke? And she goes, no, you're the joke, and walks away. I'll give her this. She knows what line to walk away on. Yeah. That's a good, like, it's, 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 she, I align myself oh. to Deb so much in this film. It might be That's bad. an interesting question. Who do you align yourself to? I, I align myself with Lucas for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Lucas and a little bit of the teacher in me is definitely aligning myself to Joe. You're not going to yeah. use our Patreon money to go to uh, Atlantic City, are you? <laughs> I've, <laughs> probably got, I've probably got a bit of Joe and a bit of Gina in me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> So Corey like like storms off like all upset, <laughs> and Jean is not faced and calls her "Ooh, Sinead O delinquent," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a great Sinead O'Connor joke. Yeah. I don't know if you would have gotten that, Ethan. Will Smith. Oh, I did. Oh, trust me, I know. I know who Sinead O'Connor oh, okay, is. Great. She's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, like even in 2022, I know she's a psychopath. But yeah, I like, call her Sinead because and because the whole shape had look in the 90s. That was the only one you knew yeah, of. Yeah, 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 Sinead O'Connor. And the, the sort of anti-diva and was like, oh, aren't 
you so edgy and yada 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 and she goes oh i think um deb goes i think you get smarter the shorter your skirt gets, gets. And she goes oh well i think you're smarter the shorter your hair gets and they both kind of agree, agree. Yeah. that they're going to dislike each other but there's a respect based on that yeah because they're tough they're damaged in their own unique ways. They're, they're tough in their own ways, too, yeah. Yeah. Then the pizza guy comes around, who I think I figured out later his name was Mike or something. I was like, why is the pizza guy? I didn't realize he had two jobs. He had a name tag at one point. I think it's Mike. I, th- I, th- I think it's Mike, yeah. yeah. Mm. I found the out pizza later. guy with the weed brownies. Yes. Uh, he's He gives Mark a mixtape and brownies. He says, my secret recipe. They're full of, and I'm like, it's just sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, could you not? Because it was a 12 rating it over was. here. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. if you say what it is, I don't think it's a 12 rating anymore. I think it goes to 15. Yeah, you're right. So, um, to be funny, this is like a song, the tape that's going to like, remember a mixtape? Yeah. I was, the, I, everybody thinks they were the king of the mixtape. I thought I was the king of the, king of the mix CD for sure. Uh, I mean, there's a whole skill in mixtapes about getting that song in before it goes click. There was nothing worse than making a mixtape and it went click before the last song was finished. I think I was, cause there's different mixtapes. There's like road trip mixtapes. Yeah. There's girlfriend, boyfriend mixtapes. Yeah. You know, there's also, oh, you know, there's that way of trying to let someone know how you feel. So I'm going to make you a mixtape. I think I was better at them. Okay. <laughs> I knew which buttons to push. <laughs> That's what I think. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, it was like Spotify playlists, except for they were on oh, physical media. I'm not that young. Like I had, I had, uh, I had uh, tapes. I, I was in, I was in that fun area. I had little. Have you I ever, had, hang on. Have you ever made a mixtape? I was like, five, my dad uh, had answer, loads of mixtapes. The answer is no. The answer is no. no. I'm just. No. I made a mix CD. Okay, that was my next CD, question. That's all right. Tape. That's all right. But I wanted to find out where you were in this. But yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I knew. I like. I, I. I'm knowledgeable of a mixtape. I was. Th- I've been thinking. I for some reason like yesterday. I was like, well, what if I made a mi- like had to make a mixtape now? How the hell would I do that? And the I went first time I came across one of those car tape players. That would know when the next song started. Oh, that was game changer. Oh, game because you had to guess this idea of just what's the next track. What's this witchcraft? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like you had to go. You hear a So Sally can but don't look back. Don't Okay, I've gone too far. You got to row. No, it's back a little bit. And that had automatic stop on it as well, so you could press. I think if you pressed it in too far, that would go all the way. Yeah. If you pressed it in halfway, that'd go to the the end of the song. Yeah, but when 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 we finally do that, you were like, "This is amazing." Yeah. Because it was always just guessing where on the tape you had to. It was like, "Ha What I used to hate is when you'd hit listen to side one, and then you'd flip it over, and there'd be like a silence for like a little while because the tape obviously you had to make it so that it fit both sides. Yep. And you're just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I have that with, with vinyls, but trying to get them to like actually start and not be like a second or two into the song. Yeah, I guess like that. This is how sad I am. I can remember which songs were what when you flipped them over. Oh, really? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. on certain tapes. Um, and so we get told uh, on the head speaker, Gina says, this song goes out to our employee of the month, Lucas. As, the best, best things, things in life, life are free. free. But you can mm. tell it to the birds Bets and bees. bees. I, I want what's money. <laughs> And of course, it's like it's like a this is, this is like a cover of like a much more it's what famous. They want. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Euro version of it. <laughs> Euro pop, like like East German. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> um, 
And Gina's like, it's like, money, Joe's money. That's Joe's money, yeah, yeah. And even Joe don't really react to that. Joe just, he's fine with it until she starts, like, saying his name. And he, like, raises his head in his office. Yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. little cutaway. yeah, yeah. And then Joe reveals, as his sort of rebuke to this, that they're all going to be in Music Town now. So better get used to it because there's none. None of the stuff's going to happen at Music Town. Memory Independent Store from 1959. That's right. Yeah. And now they're going to put it aside, though, Mark says. He says, we can't be sad today. And he comes down and looks at the camera and goes, not on Rex Manning Day. <laughs> and we get a montage of setting up for Rex Manning. Yay. I heard you on my wireless back in 52. Okay, obvious question. You're going to know this, Liam. Yeah, the first but song what, ever played. Why am I asking this? Yeah, it's the first yeah. song we played on. MTV. On MTV. Yeah. The irony being video killed the radio, radio star. And I was thinking about music today and going, yeah, actually, if you go ahead and look forward to the, the ultimate forwarding of video, which was YouTube, on-demand music video. Yeah. And then you're able to look and watch nothing but the artist you want to watch or listen to at all points. It, it's totally changed. Radio doesn't exist anymore, not in its and former also, way. And also, right, neither does music videos really as such. I was going to say, I'm, I was watching Sunday Brunch on Channel 4, and they have like segments before the ads where they show like a music video that someone has made like of a song they've produced. I barely ever see those they're anymore. Very, no. Music videos used to be a much bigger deal. Um, yeah, now the, the, the I will say they're really they're really stylized again. Though I will say they're really stylized and really um, well made, especially for like the indie artists. But I, 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 I they're, they're not they're, they're not that prominent anymore. I've, There's like a couple singers that I know that still make them. I've, I've, I've got a student who came through. I, I, will, I will throw back to you. I promise. Okay, yeah, right. I've got a student who uh, who came through the ranks and did A levels, and I've worked with on stuff. And, that, and now, because they're a friend, actually, uh, and he's trying to make his he's his career good. in music video, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's just the, the it's, way the way that you monetize it. It's such a different thing now yeah, than yeah, it once yeah. was. It's not that big thing anymore. No, no, because back in the day, like in like the mid nineties, mid late nineties, when it was drawing huge numbers, yeah. Because, you know, you put millions of dollars in to a video so that you could get on MTV, and then MTV would charge advertisers millions of dollars because it was appointment viewing. You know, if you wanted to see the new Michael Jackson music video, you know, it was going to be a play between this hour and this hour. You had to watch it. You did, yeah. On demand changes that immeasurably. Yeah. And you'd have, like, famous directors doing stuff. I know, like, no one's going to... but. Uh, Taiko Waititi, he started doing music videos for bands in New Zealand that became more and more prominent and started doing music videos uh, in the US and then did the in-betweeners in the US, which we don't talk if about. I, if I recall correctly, Valerie Dayton, sorry, Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, who did Little Miss Sunshine, started by doing music videos. Yeah. I believe I they did Oasis is all around the world. I, I think, think that's what we talked about. Yeah. That did that, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Liam, who are the pioneers of the music video? Well, you know, there's, it's the there's, Beatles, isn't it? No, there, there's, well, I'm just, hang on. Um, uh, Ethan always talks over me, so I don't always get. <laughs> sorry, I want I'm to sorry. Say. To be fair, he can't see you. Like yeah. no, but when I try yeah. and talk a little bit louder, he does go louder. <laughs> I'm and sorry. Then, and then we move on to the we're next subject. Fin- we're yeah. going to finish. It's just going to be me by myself here. Everybody else will be gone at some point. <laughs> Ethan, bear decorum. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically what I'm thinking... <laughs> Don't poke the bear. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going back to my trailer. Um, yeah, the pioneers in um, at the time that um, did music videos was Godly and Cream. That's were, not where I thought you were going no, with this. I've never no, heard I of it. I don't know who that is. No, no, no. Music videos had been, like, back in the 70s and stuff, were more, like, 
live videos of stage performances. Just a live version of a performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I thought it was Strawberry Fields Forever was the first proper music video. Or was it Penny Lane? May, maybe, maybe it was. Yeah. But, but when it became like um, a thing to be because yeah. of MTV, Godly and Cream, who were... A, Godly a, and Cream. Yeah, Godly and Cream. Okay. Who were in 10CC, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. 10 what? 10CC. Okay. Is that a band? Yeah. Okay. Um... Uh, and they they were they 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 started doing these music videos and they were so good at doing what they were doing. I think they did um, Rio by Duran Duran. So I'm only going through what no, in, I think is in my head. So if anybody can correct when, when me, when it's these things, I tend to trust you more than my own. Hey, sense of dude, judgment. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just go by what I think I remember. Um, but yeah, Godly and Cream were the two the two guys that um, pioneered the forwardness of the music video. So Joe says that uh, his theory was that they were all going to be his plan was to buy the buy the shop, and I'm arguing I think nine grand's not enough, dude. No, if I think would, he was said he, he was he was on the way to getting enough for it. If that was one day's takings, you're not going to take the whole shop for one day for maybe. a day's take. Let me no. let me buy my, my portion for nine grand. No. But nine grand's not your make or break point. So I'm trying to say, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, if you yeah. got sixty grand, okay, fifty one grand gives you you can probably still make it happen. Yeah, just tweak some of the finances ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah. but, oh, I yeah. don't think it's a, it's a, it's a sound plot like plot beat. I'm just trying to make it make sense in universe. The, the, Why am I defending this film? The problem is that you can't make the number so big that it wouldn't be realistic for because they have to make this yeah. money up. At the end of the day exactly so it was like yeah two hundred thousand dollars like even, okay hey, you're not gonna have that the safe are you and even <laughs> rex then, manning could have helped them if he was yeah. nice that would have been the movie rex yeah. manning that's where like, i thought it was going yeah. i was oh, like oh he's gonna be just like oh he's gonna be a really nice thing no. and then a scene happened and went oh, oh we didn't no. even mention Corey's plan for the whole day <laughs> she's come in because she's going to offer herself to rex manning oh and is convinced, and she's got this old jacket cover of a record he's done, where he must have obviously been a picture of him when he was much younger, and he looks more attractive than you see the version of him from saying, I'm more money more. And then Do we ever I, find out how old she's supposed to be? Because <laughs> I, I, I have a concern. How old is she supposed we, to we be? We can talk about that in a minute, because there's a Okay, thank you. Liam, I think you're trying to say something. <laughs> Sorry, I can't see. You can't see him, to be fair. If you're listening in, because the way it works, rather than set up a camera so you can see all of us, Ethan's really just looking at me for the most part. Ethan, you always go off on a tangent anyway. <laughs> and we also have like a Zoom delay too. That is true. I have a problem with her later on when she does meet Rex. Yes, I think there's something in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, Lucas is playing cute with the couch rules, where he's like grabbing, like he's got like one foot on the cushion, and he's, he's like, he's not leaving the sofa. He's not leaving the sofa. No. Uh, so we see someone disabling security tags with like a little knife. Because um, yeah, Does that they, work? Used to, they used to have barcodes up there. Was it a knife or was it a magnet? Was I he, thought was it was a knife. Maybe it was a magnet. magnet. Yeah, yeah so I, I thought magnet too. Them. Okay. Um, and so Lucas figures out a, a hack for the couch rules. I'll just take a cushion with me. Yeah. And then I haven't really left the couch. Uh, Lucas is talking to Mark about starting a band, but Lucas spots the shoplifter and Mark's oblivious. <laughs> totally. Like Lucas is clearly like getting ready and we've seen it. So we're ready for it. And, uh, he goes up to the customer in question and, uh, says, that's a, that's a mighty big coat you're wearing. Lots of, them. lots of pockets. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, okay, whatever. He goes, all right, I'm sure I'll bump into you. Yeah. And off they go. And he goes, you know, um, the shoplifter goes running off. And uh, Mark looks into the camera and screams shoplifter. Lifter. And his voice goes through puberty three times. <laughs> it does. And there's a chase sequence. One might even call it a montage. <laughs> and it involves, like, Lucas is getting into all sorts of other people's vehicles. 
Yeah. 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 It eventually ends with him opening the uh, door and knocking the shoplifter I down. I think the car that he's in at the time is like on a car lot or something. Is that's, it? That's raised. I thought it was just like on street parking. No, because it, oh, okay. looked, it looked like they had a cage under it. Like that was risen. risen but nobody, risen. nobody else is helping. No, no, no. Everyone no, else, no. At one point, Gina's like, if you look to your lap, Rex Manning fans, you'll see <laughs> that Lucas is uh, tracking down a shoplifter. And then he runs back in the store and they're like, I'm confused. Aren't you supposed to leave the scene of a crime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the scene where Warren runs away from the store, his stunt double ran into the car door so hard he cracked a rib. Ooh. Huh. Rip crack away, rip crack away. Warren was played by Brendan Sexton. He was supposed to have a sister, but her scenes were deleted from the final cut. Ooh. Oh, so, no. He um, looks familiar, that young kid. Like, I've seen him. I, I feel like I've seen his face as an adult now. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know what he's been in. Uh, I, besides, I, don't, I don't know. Besides that, um, Warren runs uh, when filming this. Oh, I said already. Uh, oh, so Gina's coming out in her because she's read that there's earlier on she and deb were having a little meeting where they kind of go no, no piercings no tattoos yeah. no revealing clothing <laughs> we're basically both screwed and so now she's come out just wearing this orange music town uh apron apron yeah that is supposed to be their uniform i love and this. as she's showing off and there's joe going can you put your clothes on now this is really this is even more awkward if you consider gina's likely a minor this is my whole oh, thing. Oh, I thought when you in the United States, eighteen is the age of consent. Ah, so yeah. Gina is likely a minor. I thought they'd left school. Well, Corey hasn't because oh. they're all going to what would AJ, be university. You're AJ, eighteen when you go to university. AJ says he has rent, so AJ must be out. Must be a couple of years older and okay. out on his own. That's where I get confused. But Corey's definitely in school. Oh. Well, even then, because AJ wants to, says he wants to go to school as well, so it could be it could be literally any age. But well, he's got Gina, rent, so he, I think he's been yeah. out of school for a well, little bit. It depends because there are some kids who have to pay rent. But you get this. I do think though, you get this lecture about how he's wasting. Yeah. He just doesn't want to see him wasting his yeah. life. I don't think you do that speech if you're just finishing high school. Uh, it's so th- this film's so vague on purpose. It's, it's vague on purpose. But so she's there, and he's just going. Can you put your clothes on? Because he's in a really weird space but here. Why would you go to work? Um, why, why would you do that at work? Do you know what I mean? That that's her character. Yeah, I know. But like he, they're so one dimensional. What's your character? You're a slut. Yeah, but have you noticed? Like, we, like no one actually is like that. the store. You know, when they do stuff and they start fighting, they start dancing, yeah. doing all these things. You wouldn't do that on the shop floor, would you? No, it's a bunch of stuff I would do on the shop floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just like, oh, I, so- I got a way worse version of this coming up. It's just, oh. I can't wait. Sorry, it's Ethan, weird. what were you saying there? No, this it's so they're so vague with these characters because you can have people who are very promiscuous or like out there like um, Gina is, but they're not like the 100%. That's not their entire thing. I, I it's hear you. so the pro- annoying. The problem's the cast too big. Yeah. And when the cast yeah. is this big, you have to reduce people down to one to one thing. And I hate it. I, yeah. n- I never saw them being in high school. That's weird. I just Corey is one million percent in high school. Yeah. Especially because her character's, oh, I'm going to go to Harvard, which yep. is something that you, you, you would be her between dad, eight, getting think, to 18. Class- I think we've skipped this, but her dad has sent her like a congratulation like thing of flowers to say, here's the girls to be first in her class. and like, Nothing's good enough for him, is it? But it's the idea that uh, she's, she's going to be leaving for Harvard in the, in, yeah. in the September. So she's probably just been accepted is what's that happening. That makes things even worse later on then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus definitely. Christ. 
Definitely. Ugh. So um, we get welcome to this. at this point where she's like almost naked. It's just she's just wearing underwear. Yeah, and oh, this, is this uh, Gina, Gina, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the and the music town. I'm not going to call it a frock, but it's it's an apron, isn't it? <laughs> In comes Rex Manning and his assistant Jane. Uh, who, you know, he didn't want to go in, but she was like, come on, middle America loves you and they buy your records, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and his hair is too short and all this stuff. But she comes in and she, Gina goes, welcome to Music Town. May I service you? <laughs> Which is oddly, you know, um, what's foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, Corey mentions, because uh, Joe introduces the whole group and she's like, I have all your records. All of them. And he's like, Oh, good for you, Corey. And she's like flattered that he remembers her name. Yeah. It's that move, isn't it? Lucas wants to know what happened to his hair and then says it's really, really good. And then photo montage of Warren, who's been taken to the back so they can get a photograph of him with a CDs he was going to steal. Yeah. And at one point, like Rex is in three <laughs> photos with him. That's funny. Which is great. Is it the one point in the thing where Rex has a sense of humor? Um, the only time. We go to Rex's signing. He doesn't like the chair. Um, so I guess a new chair doesn't like that his fans are aging though. Well, he is. So that's the thing. He's not. He doesn't get it, yeah. does he? No. Yeah. So this is like. I mean, in many ways, Rex Caulfield kind of reminded no, Rex Caulfield. Rex Manning. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the actor's name? Something Maxwell Caul- Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah. Uh, he's Rex Manning's kind of like Randy the Ram. From, from the rest, yeah. Of yeah. Guys who are living in the past, wishing that they were still relevant. Yeah. 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 Look at that. They should have him in the top rope to finish the movie. That would have been good. <laughs> oh, finally. Um, Warren's in the back and he can't pick up the quarters. Oh, yeah. It's like someone glued these Why down. Do He's like, I don't feel I should have to explain my art to you. Right. So that's AJ. Oh, gluing down quarters is art. Okay, sure. Uh, it represents that we, the lower class can never obtain. But it's, it's stupid. Sure. It's what that's it what is, it is buddy. Yeah. That was a little bit of fun we used to do when we were kids. Is uh glue things to the floor and see people walk by and try and pick things up. There's a bad (laughs) joke about Rex Manning, teenage fans lined up with homosexual activity and teenage males. Hated that. I don't know who made that joke, if that was Lucas. It was Lucas. Was it Lucas? Yeah. And I was like, that's that don't feel like a Lucas joke. Here's this like professional woman, Jane, right? Yeah. We've actually shown that he's tested as being really, really and there is one very flamboyantly gay guy on the line. Yeah. That when Rex comes out and blows him a kiss, he's like, oh. Who's like 40, 50, isn't he? <laughs> I don't think he's that old, but he is. Really? I don't think so. <laughs> it's hard to judge age these um, days. And so then we <laughs> meet uh, Burko. Burko, played by Coyote Shivers. Woo, what, what a, a name. great name. Yeah. He was married to Baby Buell at the time, which makes him Liv Tyler's stepfather at the time of this film. <laughs> what? He was married Incredible. to Liv Tyler's mom. That's crazy. I feel like this guy watched Ghostbusters and went, hey, I should copy Dickless in every action ever. This character is one million percent not necessary to this plot. Why is he here? I've got my cast. It's big enough already. Yeah, let's fit a few It's because the man is bad. Jeez. Because uh, there's not enough for him to do. I said the problem is that there's mm. not enough for him to do. Um, Jane quits because Warren laughed at her. <laughs> she goes in and she tells Joe. Yeah. I don't know Are why. Are they friends from way back when? No. The relationship's so weird. So, it just happens. It, it has to have been cut. Uh, must have been. Because I seem to recall a bit more flirting than there was. Yeah. And I, I thought they'd knew each other from previous no. times. No. Because oh, at weird. the end, they just seem to have a relationship when she comes back. They're yeah. just like, yeah. they're just yep. 
established somehow. Joe then drums out his anger, which sets up another montage. I like how yeah, um, get the whole store to listen. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Mitchell, and Mitchell hates running a music store. He wishes he was in, like, bathroom supplies. Yeah. At which point you could just change that. You yeah. Rather than sell it to be a music town, shut it down and use the floor space. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mitchell was the one that I, I meant was the guy from Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I got I, this no, no. point, I got them confused. No, Burko, Coyote. Yeah. There's no way that guy's name is Coyote Shivers. That's no. why I was like, that's such a cool, great name. No, this, for, is, this, yeah. is, this is Deb's boyfriend, is Coyote Shivers. Yeah. The discount yeah. um, Sid Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mitchell is there for the night's takings. Joe stuffs a bunch of Music Town brochures into the deposit bag and gives it to Mitch. And he can't open it because it locks. Yeah. So Joe's got a key and the bank has a key. Mitchell, I guess, doesn't have a key. Burko approaches Deb. Deb says it isn't about him. You didn't do anything wrong. She says she's just screwed up. That's all. And he's like, babe, I'm trying to tell you I'm sorry. I'm like, you do not get how this works, man. No. Um, I've on, met many Burkos. <laughs> on the roof, AJ's fixing the sign and trying to rehearse his speech. It's one thirty. He's got seven minutes. <laughs> uh, Corey's putting records on the shelves, and AJ is bouncing in and out of the frame, but they're not both in focus at the same time, showing that she's oblivious to him. Oblivious. Mm. Uh, Mark totally creeps on some girl, and we're told it's okay. Yeah, what's that? He about? goes to kiss her on the cheek, and we're like, "Oh, it's endearing." No, and it, it's not. This it's is weird. creepy. It's wrong. And then he like catches her foot and like kisses it, and I'm like, "Yeah, and she's no." Like, she's like, "No, like, no, no, no." You're right. <sighs> it's it's cute because he's weird. Uh, Warren is taken away by the cops the whole time, shouting that Lucas stole nine thousand dollars. And to his credit, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe offers to talk to Deb. Uh, she goes, you, you, you're going to fix me, Joe? Okay, go ahead. Fix me. And you're like, whoa, I've been Joe here. Yeah, I've been because you're trying to. You, At the end of you, day. you see people who are in the line of work I got to do. You see people who are hurting and you're like, hey, is there anything I need to help? But he's trying and reaching he's trying. out to her. So he does the only thing he can says, can I call your mother? She goes, great. When you get a hold of her, you tell her I'd like to speak to her too. And he's just like. He can just the only thing he can do within his realm and go, you're, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And she know? goes, thanks. I feel better. But I think it, I think she does feel better as yeah, a result of that. Yeah, I think yeah, she yeah. does. Because I've been both in this position. Sorry, Liam. Yeah, right. I'm just saying that, you know, she talks about how she feels like she disappears and not being anything. And then the one guy who's the boss is coming over her specifically and asking, are you okay? Yeah. You know, and she's just throwing it away. And he's never. It can be really easy for Joe to be only concerned about himself today. Yeah, totally. It would be totally forgivable. Yeah, but he still looks looks out for. He looks out for all of them though. Didn't Joe's he? a good guy. There he is. Uh, Corey talks to Joe. You can see she's a little tightly wound. Lots because uh, she, she wants to, to to bring him his lunch. Um, Rex oh, this is funny. <laughs> oh, I hate this. It's funny. Can I bring him his lunch? Yeah. No, Burko's bringing him his lunch. I. I want to bring him his lunch. And then it was, I need to give him his lunch. Yeah, and it was, yeah. I'm giving him his lunch! <laughs> Liv Tyler sucks in this movie, she dude. Does. Yeah, it's, this is, I'm like, <laughs> but that's why it's so funny. It's get comical. ready for my Rusty's choice for, I don't, a, I don't think she's a lead actress because I don't, there's a lead, I don't, I don't think there's a lead in this. There is. But, but a supporting, a supporting, yeah. supporting. outshines her in this. I don't think she's that I, great in this either. No, no I don't, but she has, no, no, she's better for Liv Tyler. Yeah. But she's not the best, the best female actress is Deb. Oh, yeah, 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 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. A competent okay. actress could have maybe made that funny. To be fair, you're working with shit for a script at points. <laughs> um, I'm very angry. When she sets up the lunch, there's not a single shot of her face. It's all her midriff. What? Yeah. yeah. It's just lingering shots of her legs and her midriff. Which is I don't you, like this. this. This is what I don't like. The camera is setting you up for her to be suggestive yep. and everything else and candlelit. And I call bullshit on them candles because they've already been lit for a little while. Because I got, I got, I got drippiness on them. Well, maybe they reuse them every time there's Bullshit. a big celebrity. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so in comes Rex, and uh, he's like, "Oh, okay, everything looks good here. All right, let's go." And she like sits in this really weird, I'm trying to be provocative kind of way. It looks uncomfortable. And he goes, "I can see you staring at me. So what's going on?" And she, you know, she's she's a cute kid, and she's not really a kid anymore. She takes her top off, and she's wearing a red bra underneath. And he goes, smashed. you sure about this? She goes, yeah, I'm really sure. And she takes her, her skirt off. And he goes, how old are you? And she goes, old enough. I, no. I don't think she can be 18. No. Not after what you she said. She school thing. I'm no, sure, she can't. There's a chance she, she could be 18. She could easily not be 18. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. I'm trying to figure and out my own high we're school. We're never told. For, we're never told. See, I would have been 18 after this year, like in the summer after this yeah. year of school. Would you? Me too. I would have. Okay, I'm confused by the system of whole. Yeah, it's about when you st- I started Canadian high school at 14. Did you? Yes. <laughs> 93. But we start high school over here at 11. Yes, but we're different. It's different years, buddy. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're secondary school. I don't school. know if I've mentioned this. In, in, in North America, have, in North America, it's like you start at key stage four. Okay. Which is year four. No, key stage four. Which is what? You start high school in year 10. Oh, okay. Br- British equivalent year 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and you put that and everyone does key stage four and key stage five. So you do four years of school. Yeah. So for me, it was the September's from where I turned 14, 15, 16, and 17, which means that some people would have turned 18 during that oh, school year okay. because we okay, do okay. our bur- we separate students in the school year, not in the calendar year. Yeah, we do. So same, some we? students turn. So I was always youngest in my class here because I was at the very, very end of the school year. Yeah. Mm. But there are lots of people who had turned 18 already or yeah, 19 yeah. already the year. Yeah. I know that because when I went to my my a level formal if you were old enough you were allowed to drink but because it's drinking age is 19 in canada oh is it so as a result like two-thirds of my leavers did do um people could drink and one-third of us couldn't yeah uh, it wasn't really a big deal i didn't drink at the time so but yeah. it was one of those things but no so she she might be she might not be 18 and but all we can we're do not is go, told because we're not told is the worst part and- i think Corey's the kind of character who wouldn't lie to him about this? I don't know. She's, this is re- the she's thing. really straight laced and tightly wound. Yeah. Well, Gina's whole thing is, oh, you're not actually blah blah blah. I think there's there's something again. I don't know what forty minutes that went that went missing is supposed to tell us. So I, again, th- this this is all just conjecture. But he goes, you want to? De- you sure you want to do this? She goes, definitely. So he unzips and then goes rock and roll, and she like instantly regrets it and picks. It. Which I don't, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. If it if was, she's playing out in her head, how it was going to be? It was always going to be a tawdry thing in 
in the office. Yeah, that's all. It's a weird. Be. It's a weird thing. I think so. I didn't because then it, it becomes real, and you're like, oh, I'm not actually. I don't know. But then Corey, Corey instantly regrets this, goes to the roof, only to be met by AJ. Worst timing ever. <laughs> and AJ's thing. been working up all day yeah, for this. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna talk to you, and like any look would have you go. Not the time. Yeah, I know yeah, you yeah, built up, go, but she's, what's wrong? She's clearly no. I have to tell you now. Yeah, and doesn't read her at all. And it's this whole thing. Like I thought that if you know what skirt I hate, you hate the skirt. I hate the skirt. <laughs> but I thought if I love her in that, I could love her. I'm like, this is stupid. That's shit. Yeah. That's yeah. that's awful. Um, she says, please, not now. I can't handle this right now. Uh, AJ handles it poorly and then takes it worse <laughs> that she threw herself at rex manning he does doesn't he i think is this the point where she says oh no that's later my bad so then we cut to she's having lunch with gina and gina tries to help and she goes don't worry i'm sure you know there'll be lots of other guys she goes i don't need another guy i'm not like you and i'm like whoa where's this coming from yeah and she's like i'm not like you you know and she takes off this red bra which i guess apparently was a donation was, from gina yeah yeah because if it, I, I don't it think bus sizes are that no transferable <laughs> no but they were insinuating that they were, oh absolutely they said yeah, this yeah. is your bra uh, i'm I not like this. you because a red bra means you're, a, you're 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 promiscuous i've read of mice of men i know curly's <laughs> wife wearing the red dress means that she's dangerous <laughs> and then she's like oh what am i a, you treat me like i'm a turbo slut great name for a rock band by the way <laughs> <laughs> which, which, when she gets her own band that she's gonna sing for that should be the name of the band that's, that's my drag name now. but says that uh but says she goes what am i a turbo slut? and all of a sudden Corey goes, we certainly seem to enjoy it and it's like whoa <laughs> And it's like a fight without causation. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. happened. You're like, what is occurring Again, here? Again, there must have been scenes cut. I don't know. Those 40 it's minutes seen... must have been a different oh, film. Yeah. So then back at the store, uh, Gina g- is right beside Rex Manning, and she's going to hurt her friend by doing exactly the thing that she, I guess, supposedly she... wanted to do. Is she there? Uh, is she there rules. to hurt her, though? I don't know, because she goes up to Rex Manning and goes, I can guess what color and cut your underwear is. I'm an underwear psychic. And she guesses jockey's navy blue, and they go to the office, and they're not wrong. But Gina's, Grand National, Gina's much more up for uh, Gina's which, much which, more up for a tawdry. Which makes romp. me think that Gina's older. I don't know. I don't know. They, I, I, I assume they were friends again. They could have been friends from the store. They could have been friends from school. Yeah. Gina does yeah. say, "I could stay up all night studying if I had speed pills," which would suggest they're yeah. they're, they're of the same year group. I hate this okay. so much. That does. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, AJ checks here. Oh, just a little more note. When AJ checked his pocket watch, see how much time he had left to tell Corey he loved her uh, in the 137. It's 130. She shows up exactly six minutes of runtime later. So there's that. Oh. Um, AJ sorry, is up on the roof and Corey joins him again. He's painting his feelings away. Corey tries to initiate a conversation with AJ, but she mentions that, well, you're my best friend and it's better. And his line better that's bullshit you know it's bullshit well aj is an asshole aj sucks he does um and then he leaves and then Corey pops a pill and i stopped to look at the runtime at this point we're 56 minutes in and you're just telling me now she's got a pill problem 
That yeah. is an establishing shot of the character thing. Shouldn't that have been established yeah. like in the uh, first like yeah. 10 minutes of yeah. the film? I because we, we saw her or even something that she does that I can go back and go oh uh, that links yeah, to yeah, that yeah, or yeah. she went away and said oh yeah, or yeah. she oh I need a mint can I have one no it's my last one yeah any number something, of things yeah. but it was just like let's just do it now when you want when you introduce a character you usually also introduce a part of them as well to explain it so when she's coming down to see gina at the beginning with her thing you could easily have also establish a bit more of her relationship with her father which is ex- and never you, you're never brought right. back when she's gonna get in that jeep you could have started it with a honk yeah. honk what's all that daddy remember starting for that test yes i've got my yeah, book yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure you worked this morning? Yes, I'm sure I worked this morning. Looks around, checks her purse. There's her pills or grabs them. Make sure they're in her pocket. That simple. She goes done. Yeah. It's not. We we can do this. We could. Um, When are we doing our own movie? (laughs) AJ then puts on uh, Say No More. morning and he and deb have this really weird sexually charged dance including he grabs her hand and puts it on his groin yeah i know he's hurting from being rejected but still but a you've got deb still has her own right of um consent yeah yeah first secondly Deb's boyfriend's working there. Not I don't pro- know what that relationship pro- not is. Not in a like. property kind of way, but just in a maybe don't be a don't be this guy kind of way. Yeah, right. Because it, it also because because Deb's also for it as well. Because she they're like they're like necking at a point yeah. as well. I because I don't know they're like they again they don't establish that see, relationship. If, if Deb's aware of this and is like I'm trying to I, I don't like Corey I'm gonna go ahead and do this that. Yeah, but, but she, she even too she understandable. I don't get no, this. I don't get it. I yeah, don't get no, this. because again, I don't know their relate the relationship with her and um, what's his face. Because there's like one like, did they break up? Did they not? Who knows? At which point, Deb and Who AJ, uh, we cross cut this and Rex and Gina getting it on in the in the break room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deb and AJ are dancing and kissing, and his shirt comes off. And I don't know where Burko is during all this. Nope. I don't know what the, the way the employees are thinking is going on. And, and then, why would you take your shirt off in the middle of the store? Exactly. Wait, this, you wouldn't. The, 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 the shop is right now an old lady. He's supposed to be like the assistant manager yeah. of this place in a sense, right? And then in comes Joe, who then yells at the store, which you can't flip and do. Nope. Because there's customers there, so you can yeah. ask to see everybody in the back. Yeah. But he's got to <laughs> yell at them all there. And he says, don't worry. Pretty soon, you know, we're going to be a, a music town. I don't think they allow dancing in music town. And this is where Lucas goes, don't worry, Joe. You're a superb manager. He said, what? superb he said say it again superb he said i wouldn't say it one more time superb at which point joe assaults lucas (laughs) again you wouldn't would you this he has no visible because he puts like an ice bag in him at the end there is nothing on that kid no well because it all happens behind the again you got to keep the rating low right so we do it all in the theater of the mind Yeah, yeah we just see the outside of the office and he gives him like it's like a napkin, and he's like, "You yeah. des- you deserved that. You know that, right?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" He's I just, was rooting for Joe until now. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I did." Now, to be fair, he is pushing every one of Joe's buttons. Yeah, Lucas is a piece of shit. So but at the same point, at the same point, how old is Lucas supposed to be in this? I would say Lucas is older than high school. 
I would say Lucas. Like just a bit out. I would say Lucas and AJ are both in their early twenties. Early twenties. Yeah. Okay. That is my read. Yeah. Okay. Lucas has made a joke at the expense of Joe's wife, and Joe has not taken it well. It's that level of was this assault necessary? Oh, sorry. We're doing a keep yeah. your my wife's name out of your yeah. mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden they go. The pizza guy. Where's Rex? Where's Gina? <laughs> I'm looking. And there's like 12 people. I'm like, how many people do you have to have to work a music town or, a, or an Empire Records? Well, you've got to have There's six, so seven. many people. you got to have six or seven out of the back doing Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and one, only one of them's working. Because isn't Mark, oh, what's Jesus his name? Right. This is why Mitch is so upset. He's losing money hand over fist. Yeah, yeah. Labor costs are through the roof. Stoner kids like help, help, and everyone's just dancing. Um, sure. Then Rex and Gina come out, and Gina's all kind of embarrassed and walks off. And Rex just goes, what? No applause. Ooh. At which point, AJ, like, attacks him. Not cool. Not no, cool. No. Um, I get it. <laughs> and AJ's, I mean, he's, I mean, this is AJ doing Will Smith. It is. It because is. he's like, he knows that sort of, um, he knows that Corey th- threw him herself at him it's weird because we got a male character named Corey and a fee sorry a female character named Corey and a male character named aj and i want i so badly want to flip these two around <laughs> yeah yeah because that 90s thing of let's give the girl the boy's name <laughs> uh and so he's feeling that he's also feeling insecure and in that rex could have had so easily what what, what, what he's he been wanted, dying yeah. for yeah. in his weird barely post-pubescent kind of theory of what love is mm-hmm. um and um so then he goes ahead and uh they restrain him by him i mean aj and rex manning punches aj which was so uncool for well he was attacked yeah i know but holding him while he's holding oh, yeah oh, it's, it's a cheap shot it's a hell of a cheap, cheap shot, shot. Uh, everyone sucks everyone tells him how bad his record and his haircut and all this stuff is and he he walks out and tells them they should all just fade away which well, is Fade away. The who? Yeah. Uh, Talking about his generation. (laughs) Why don't you all just fade away? Our lyrics from my generation by the who? Yeah. It's also from Hey, Hey, My, My. Is it? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the note I have here is from the who, so I'll yield to you. But I I know that one because that's what Kurt Cobain wrote in a suicide note. Was it? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Uh, My, my, hey, hey. (sighs) So Neil Young, Canada. Which, um, <laughs> um, so Gina is told to go home. Uh, she goes, am I fired? He goes, if I fired anyone today, go home. Including himself. Yeah. Um, at which point then in comes Corey to go, is this how your life's going to be? You're going to screw every has been until you lose your figure. I have edited that heavily. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was going to say, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> there was some comment about body parts being lower than they once were. Mm. Um, and then Gina outs Corey as a speed user. I can get grades like, you think I don't know? Yeah. I'm like, well, the movie hasn't shown us, no, you know, so no. Tell us, no. 
You're just hanging on to okay great i'll just say it uh joe tells gina to go home and then he gets yelled at by gina it's always about her which she's not really wrong uh joe then goes to comfort Corey, and she's like nothing's okay and then she goes out into the shop and it's like randy the ram just quit his job because oh she's God. just like she's no way she gets to keep her job after this no there's no to way. be fair considering who they're gonna give a job to later yeah. i don't think joe gives a shit who yeah. works for him um and so they put her face in cold water and deb is actually nice to her because she's surprised that everybody has problems Uh, Uh, mark eats his brownies that we might have forgotten about and these like (sighs) demon guys in the videos like mark why don't you join the band don't they oh no, the he band, died. Don't they remind you of the band Lordy though? I don't know. He won. He won um, Eurovision. Oh no, I definitely don't know. Shoot. Oh okay. No, I don't There's a band stuff. called Lordy that looked like that. But as Mark's watches, a piece of chocolate right yeah. on his on the <laughs> really his front two you. teeth. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> and then he watches the band like kill him. The yeah. verge, because he can see himself in the on the CRT being TV being eaten by the band, yeah. and uh, he's kind of like freaked out, but then kind of like laughs it off. Uh, oh, the pizza guy's name is Eddie. 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 Uh, so there we go. Um, Jane returns, and she asks if Joe needs a midnight manager. And she uh, she asked him out, and I got my nose. based on what connection we have seen these two interact. Zip yep. this whole. She spent more time talking to Lucas and Warren than yep. anybody else. But that's I what, hate this. I hate it. Eddie the pizza guy does the opposite of like a build up speech for AJ. He's like, man, she's going to Harvard. You know what Harvard means? It's like the Boston. Oh, it's like a totally different universe. Like, trust me, you get out know, lucky now because she'd dump you if you got to Harvard. <laughs> you suck, man. Yeah. Uh, they throw Deb a funeral. Uh, which is weird. Which is like, it's 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 just like a it's it's like a chapter from a book. It's not like a real. It's why is this happening? And where are they getting all the stuff from? I've got it in my notes. Do I want to know why they have the illuminated cross and funeral bedding? Yeah, I would have seen this in the Breakfast Club and gone go, and gone. Uh, all right. Deb is told she can't talk during her funeral, but no one. AJ makes these. And then you want to say AJ? Yeah, she reminds you of me wanting to go to art school, and it's like none of this is about Deb. No, no, no. Um, when I was supposed to be for her, Deb says. She, Isn't the whole thing? She's like, oh, yeah. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm. No one ever no sees, one sees me. me. Yeah, and it's like, want to make this about me? Deb says <sighs> she hates this funeral. Smash cut to Mark struggling with the customers out front. They send Corey. That Corey go help. He's like, I'll go help, boss. Yeah. No one but, else moves though. Let's send the shirtless wonder out there. Yeah. That's what we'll do. <laughs> so they send him out there, and all of a sudden, that Corey wants to say something. She goes, Yeah, I wish Gina was here. And Deb's like, Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh she's brave and, you know and strong, and she always does what she wants. And Gina comes out of the literal shadows. Gina never left and says, I don't always do what I want to do because the thing is, I want to sing in a band. A band, man. Where's that? from but 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 i don't even have like, we don't see her like looking at the bands and being like oh no. or looking at like, it would take him two seconds maybe it was cut maybe it was cut. it's totally possible you know what i said about the speed earlier in in um cory's establishing shot yeah. have gina waiting for her and singing and then when cory gets near she then gets a little like a to little a song shy. and she gets she gets a bit shy. yep no. two seconds of thought you're right you're right. Yeah. Uh, Mark then shows back up to the funeral, which means Corey's gone out to help him. Mark's just bailed as soon as help yeah. came. Now Corey's by himself. <laughs> Reminder, there's like 12 people working at this store, and only one of them is out front, so we can have funerals in the back. <laughs> 
Lucas then gives his backstory about how his mom gave up on him, and Joe didn't. Joe gave him a job. Joe's like a father figure to him, isn't he? Yeah. Hey, well, they insinuate that, didn't they? And then Warren's back, and he's got a gun. <laughs> and Joe comes on out, and he's like, well, AJ's out there. He's like, AJ's fine. I'm like, <laughs> you, sure? you sure about that, mate? Yeah, he's not. <laughs> uh, Deb confronts him and says something edgy, like, I spoke to God. She's really p- pissed off with you. Or something like and that. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, God's a girl. I get it. You're the edgy one. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Burko goes, wait, is this all about you having a job at a record store? And he's like, man, who'd give me a job? Warren, by the way, I haven't mentioned this. Warren's one character description was be twitchy. <laughs> yeah. That's his whole character. But he says something in a little while that I love. Warren sucks so much. This, the way this. this is cut as well. Oh, sorry. Was Liam going? No, no, no. You're right. All right. The way this is cut is as if it's a, like a TV show because – you see AJ's reaction, and then there's like sort of almost like a cut to like you hear the gunshot and everyone's reaction, like find out what happens next week on Empire Records. It's bullshit. I'll tell you what, when Joe comes out, like Warren puts a shot that goes like over his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Now we don't. There's something we find out later, yeah, but, but still, it's like whoa. He didn't really move, does he? No. Uh, and then they, uh, so they finally get him put aside, and like, all right. And then they cut to the cops picking him up going, well, considering the fact he's a minor and he put blanks in the gun, there's not a lot we we can can do. do. I'm like, ah! Juvenile detention hall exists. Yeah, you've also, you know, put a bunch of people in fear of their life. You've disturbed the peace. You've walked around with a weapon. Yeah. If I Being a minor doesn't stop you. No, it doesn't. Oh, this, is, this is stupid. He was already banned from the premises. He came back. That's a like, violation. And they're like, Warren, you know, we made this for you. Here, have it. He goes, hey, can you, like, hang on to it for me? And I'm like, when did Warren grow up, like, five years? Because up until this point, he's like, oh, and now he's like, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that the time before then where he goes, my name's not fucking Warren. Oh, yeah, he gets tired of that. He's like, you guys all act like you're so superior. And you're not, you think you're so cool because you work in a uh, record, record store. store. Kick, kick. My name's not fucking Warren. I could have seen him like oh. doing a tantrum, kicking his feet on the floor, this like smashing his fist. Then, then they give him that thing where it says Warren. And he's like, yeah. oh. This guy's going to be on my short list for like worst child performance. Of the year. <laughs> yeah. Warren, he's terrible. Warren sucks. Um, so uh, where are we at? Oh, so Deb sold her scooter and gives uh, Lucas some money, like $1,700, like, like decent money. Yeah. Lucas tells Joe to call Mitchell and say, this isn't good enough. Call him. And I think we need this. I think we need to see Lucas feel wanting to take accountability. Yeah. Because yeah. like, we need to forgive him. Otherwise, he just gets away with it. It's not until yeah. they start throwing money at him that he's like, whoa. Yeah. He's just, he hates money. Yeah. Hates money. Um, Mark has an idea, and he runs out and joins the live news report. Says, I was there, man. I saw the whole thing. And then says, we got a big party happening tonight. Free free admission. I don't know how they're making money besides they're clearly selling alcohol to underagers. Well, they also say you can't come in unless you buy something. That's not free admission. It's bartering. With the barrels on their skateboards. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to believe this. We got another montage. And we got <laughs> a bunch of underage kids with a keg. Yeah. And then Mitchell comes in and Joe quits his job. And then on the roof, Liam, it's the part that you were dying for the whole movie. I love this. Sugar High with Renee Zellweger. Tell what's, your story about the soundtrack. What's with the, what's with the hands? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So I love the soundtrack to this movie. And so I went to the, my local record store at the time and uh, to buy this CD, CD, not record. And um, I was playing away and I was very disappointed with the fact that Renee Zellweger doesn't sing on the CD. Somehow I knew this. I must have gone through a similar thing. Why? Where I went looking for it and went, oh, I'm not buying it then. No. Because this is the song I wanted. Yes. And with her singing on it. Because it's supposed to be the original soundtrack. Well, the official soundtrack, yeah. Now, sometimes those things, like, there's all sorts of things where the song that was heavily featured in the credits wouldn't be on the, you're like, what? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I don't get it. What gives? It happens in um, a film called The Outsiders with um, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder plays the song Stay Gold in the movie. When you get the soundtrack, Steve Wonder's not on there. Yeah. At all. <laughs> Weird. So, Renee Zellweger's singing. It's a three-piece. It's just, I don't know how they got all that sound from, a, like, Burko's doing, like, nine. It must be, like, like the White Stripes. Yeah. Because him, it must just be a drummer, and then she's not doing anything except for, like, singing. Oh! He still looks like Sid Vicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks way older than the rest of them. Um, yeah, yeah. The, kids from, the kids from Scooby-Doo show up in their van. Um <laughs> Mitchell is struggling. Doesn't anybody work in the store? And then we hear, I do. And I'm like, Warren has made bail and gotten out within How? the hour. How? How? Uh, and mm. and he's, got a, he's got a cup. Yeah. He's like 14. He's got like a red solo cup. Yeah. Oh. I hate every second of this. Uh, they tell Gina. Uh, Burko tells Gina to take the lead vocal. Uh, right before this, Joe gives the money to Mitchell, and they agree to a sale, so he's going to own Empire Records. Hang on, before he says to go take the lead vocal, she's already been singing already. I got in my notes. She's already sung the chorus. Isn't yeah. that the biggest part of the song? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why are you getting nervous oh, now? I'm nervous. You want me to sing the third verse? <laughs> yeah, what? And then he takes it back over for the start of the, the yeah, chorus yeah. again. So yeah, uh, but you know what? Every time I watch it, it makes me go, "Good for you." Yeah, that that song with her singing do make me smile. It does. Yeah. And then Lucas remembers the cameras there, and he goes, perfect. And his cameras, well, maybe not exactly, entirely perfect. And then on the roof, AJ comes up. No, AJ's up there. Corey comes up there. AJ's still trying to fix this bleeming sign he's been working on all movie. Trying to, uh, is he Why an electrician? Work? Like, what is he doing I, up there I, for the sign? I don't know. Um, so Corey then assaults AJ, <laughs> <laughs> pushes him down, calls him stupid. You're so stupid because you're so talented. And now I see I do love you, only I didn't know it was love because it was more than love. It's 10 things I have about you, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. She finds out that he's quit. He's going to go to art school in Boston. I'm like, dude, these things take time. Yeah. Like, you were just having this thought a minute ago. Like, you can't, like, there's no way you've got your acceptance yet. No. I don't think I saw one scene of them together where I was like, those people have chemistry or they're like it because the only time we see them is when aj's like oh i love her so much yeah. <sighs> and we don't see and then she just collapses and he like carries her around <laughs> I'm like, you're clearly just like a drug addict the speed got to her <laughs> it's just like yeah. why else you're just like falling just letting him carry you <laughs> it's really weird it is weird. and then everyone dances on the roof um, it was announced on april 6 2018 that a musical adaptation of the movie would be aimed for broadway in 2020 of course covid got in the way as of march 2022 no updates have been provided and that is empire records right. <laughs> which button's the right one we're in the end game now and we are in the <laughs> end game now so liam we need a random word buddy 
Uh, sugar high. A sugar high. Yeah. Like that. Ooh. Uh, the money. Put it the money. Money, money, money. That's what I want. The budget was $10 million. $10 million. What does this make? As a frame of reference, let me tell you, that they turned down Clueless. Clueless made $57 million. Okay. So what does this make? Ethan. $4 million. $4 million. Liam. 17. 17 million. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh oh. Three hundred and three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so pathetically sad. It made a wow. hundred and fifty thousand in its opening weekend. By the end of its run in North America, only earned three hundred and three thousand eight hundred and forty one dollars. Wow. I thought I was this low ball. Was, was bad. I think this was just somehow a sleeper hit on DVD. Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember turning down Clueless. Yeah, because I think we all experienced it afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was stunned. I, I checked like three sources to make sure I wasn't like getting it wrong. No. Wow. wow. So there is that. Uh, no point looking at the awards. <laughs> Did they the Razzies? I was going to say, but Razzies existed. Who would you cast as? No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's that level bad. I don't. I don't. But who would you cast as who? Uh, Ethan Deborah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mentally ill. Um, like you said, you've got a bit of Joe and Lucas in you. I got both, so yeah. if I got either role, I'm okay with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like because for the most part, Lucas he's just a bit of an agitator, but he's also yeah. this like weird Zen kind of. Yeah, there's some good comic timing there, but he also he's not part of. He sort of creates the main plot, but then he kind of disappears in the background. Yeah, for most of it. Yeah. Whereas Joe's, Joe's a bit more omnipresent, but he's always the straight man against everybody else's like quirkiness. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. I'm tempted to say, <laughs> say no more, more, <laughs> more, uh, or or Gina. Yeah, more Gina. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Georgia. Probably Corey. Yeah, got that that naivety a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just just a little bit of... uh yeah, you mean in the, in the best positive way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just mm. she's not, she's not. Ex- George is not doing speed, just in case anyone. No, no she's not. This is our way of trying to like say George needs help. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was an intervention, and that's why she's left. She no, I just think that George has got. Um, there are sort of avenues that people could go down, and I don't think Georgia goes down those sorts of avenues. No, and yeah. I, I've, I mean. Me in high school and college and stuff, uh, there were people around me, friends through both of those, who took loads of drugs. Yeah. I was in and around all that, but I never once touched them. Because uh, I always thought I'd be that kid that would take them and be dead on the first I remember, go. I remember being at a party. Never and the interested. the door me. opened and everybody said, uh, Ian. It's in my surname, but I yeah, said, yeah. Ian. And I'm like, <laughs> it looks at my friend and go, never go into a room where the door opens and they all shout your name in unison. That's never a good, because I was quite famous for, I didn't drink, I didn't, I didn't smoke, I didn't do drugs. You had to get a two-shoe, don't was just drink, the, don't smoke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I was just there just to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of have a good time and hang out. And my, my, my friends were pretty cool and never let that be an obstacle in that sort of stuff for the most. But that was my direct circle of friends. And the bigger sort of, you know, when you get to a party and it's like various different social groups. Yeah. Like I was still 
well liked, I think, but it was just the idea that maybe the nuance of what do you mean he doesn't know we need to get we, we, we need to get we need to get i almost missed my there. we need to get, <laughs> we need to get him stones what we need to do <laughs> so i was always like you 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 have mine it's okay yeah you go in and told them i said it was okay but you have mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was, I was i was like you never into drugs or smoking or anything yeah like that. it wasn't my speed my speed was high on life i want to experience like your speed <laughs> yeah i didn't know that that was that was a pun i intended um so yeah uh, whose story is this uh, that's empire records yeah the record uh, that, story. that's a cop out <laughs> i don't know it i feel i want to say it seems to be aj's because it like it sort of centers around it ends with his him and Corey get <sighs> i could not tell you I'm gonna it's go, warren's i'm gonna go with gina yeah Although you can totally, I can totally buy into Warren. I could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Gina. Yeah. I think Gina's got an arc. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that she might be, she I don't know, promiscuous gonna... is early established. Yeah, and the fact As that opposed to the, the, the speed thing, which comes in at 56 minutes in. She thinks she's going to be a certain way for the rest of her life. And now the bit she's... where I'm afraid I'm be like my mother again, yeah. wouldn't that be great if you had that shot of her yeah. leaving in the morning? Yeah. Like, again, yeah. it's just... Yeah. Just these things, like, just don't just throw them out in dialogue, no. but actually, sh- this thing, show, don't tell, right? Yeah. And all you this, have, all this movie does is tell, tell, tell. Yeah. You have a movie where the sole premise of this is, look how different these people are, but music brings them together. <laughs> have them all start in the morning listening to their music and how it's able to help them and actually, they merge together. For a movie set in a, mu- in a music store, I don't think music meant one thing. No. No. Not at all. No, it's just the it, was just, it was just a cool soundtrack. Yeah. And the, the only person who's really into music, it seems, is Joe. And yeah, because he plays his jukebox, doesn't he? And and also um, uh, the Stoner. Yeah, what's but, his name? But Mark. they but they all want to yeah. be in bands. Like it's very rarely. Actually, the only guy who really digs music is the pizza guy. Yeah, who's like this is the important like you know the appreciation of other people's music. Everybody else just wants to be a musician. Yeah. Uh, um. What is the story here? Everybody's everybody's going through 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 something. Yeah, every, everyone. Yeah, in I guess. varying degrees. Be kind to each other, I guess, because you don't know what someone else is going through. It's funny because um, the least expected people to pick you up are the ones that normally pick you up. Yeah, and I've shown you that with yeah. um, Deborah and Corey. Oh, we glossed Point- over the fact that Jane and Joe are apparently a couple at the end. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, great. Point a gun at someone, you'll get a job. That yeah. is the, that is the moral. <laughs> Who's gonna give me a job? <laughs> Um, I might try that. As role of thing. women. Um, I don't think it's very good. It's I'm there. trying to find it's, something. <laughs> they try. They try. They try well, no, to do this whole thing no, of because it's, it's these one-dimensional women, isn't are, it? You're yeah. either yeah. you're either the 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 angel, or I'm going to use their word, the turbo slut. Yeah, you're either the angel, the turbo slut, or Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, apparently. or or like you know, the crazy you're mentally one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Jane, you got the- Jane's cool apparently, but we she's wearing some weird contacts in her eyes. But she's yeah. cool. But we're not given any like yeah, that would have been. Why is she cool? And, and why aren't some of the other female characters like looking at her, going, "Oh, yeah, oh yeah." yeah, she, yeah. Like, she spends all her time talking to the men all the time. Yeah, yeah. So- you have 
Three new easy, messages. <laughs> you have these easy building blocks of, oh, you've got someone who's mentally ill and they, they need help. And you can show how that might be difficult for a woman. You have the girl who's trying hard to, to be the, the, uh, the, the parent's favorite girl, but she also wants to be maybe a bit more promiscuous like her friend, but her friend doesn't actually want. But no, you don't. You just stop because that's effort, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just very cookie cutter. You are this. Yeah. That's all it is. Very, especially with, especially with the girls. I mean, yeah. Mark's, Mark's the quirky loser type, I guess. But AJ is the artistic one. Like, everybody's just so wishy-washy. Yeah. yeah. AJ's yeah. like a loser's concept of a cool guy. Yeah, if it was, at one point I went, this film's clearly been written by a man, but it hasn't. Has it not? No, I believe the film was written by a woman, if memory served, at the top there. I'm going to go ahead and just double check that while we talk about our next thing, which was uh, Liam, your favorite character. Um, All right. Split between Gina and Joe. Gina and Joe. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure. Written by Carol Heikinen. Yeah. So written by a woman. There's bits of Gina I like and don't like, and there's bits of Joe I like and don't like, but there's more of Joe I do like than don't like. I don't know. Like the fact that AJ gets angry and gets rewarded in the end, yeah. that feels like such a male trope to write. Yeah, yeah especially because he refu- he refuses the the idea of getting of just being friends with a w- woman. Like his only mission is for them. That's to- not good enough. Yeah, I want us to be more. Yeah. If you love someone, you'd respect them. Love was there all along. That might be the whole. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you said Joe and Gina, right? Yeah, split between Ethan. Uh, it's Deb. Deb's the only one that I lined myself with and actually saw myself in. I've been in that position of Deb where I'm very mentally ill and I, I want a way out. And I think there's this sense, because she has that conversation where she's like, I tried and it didn't work because it was too blunt. And it's like, it's a cry for help kind of thing, at least for me. She's crying for help all the time through this yeah. movie. Yeah. The, the, the movie does happen like the day after she's obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But and there is this thing. I like that about her. And I like that she has this hostility to the people who have been awful. But at the end of the day, she's still, but she'll just, still accept it when it is at that point. I, but it's not established enough for me. I just, I just don't like how she says about how, you know, no one sees me. No one gets me. No one understands <laughs> everybody me. Everybody continues to ignore uh, her. Uh, yeah, but, but apart from Joe, and Joe, Joe yeah. goes up to her and she bats it away as if that's a, a nothing. But maybe it's about people her age. Your peer group versus, yeah. versus this paternal kind of figure. And I think she yeah. does. I think she does appreciate it. I just think she doesn't know how to accept it. Okay. Yeah. And she can be sarcastic with everybody else. You know, she she is somewhat sarcastic with Joe. You want you what you gonna fix me? You're gonna help yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But then at the end she's like, Well, thanks a lot. But I think she she He's waits she waits until it. he leaves before she goes, Well, thanks for that. Yeah. The bit where he says you're doing a good job. She doesn't bat that one back at him. No. Only after. Um it's a really interesting idea, and I wish this movie decided it wanted to go a little bit more in that direction rather than just go, mm. What's up with AJ and Corey now? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for my favorite character being, are oh, you going to guess? Yeah. Lucas. Probably Lucas and or Joe. I, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, like, I like them as a, as a duo, as, as a duo. Actually, yeah. they're really quite interesting. So they have a nice, they have a good, uh, good relationship. And yeah. You don't get the, st- not just the, the, the story stupid, but you don't get the ending with Warren getting the job. If you don't see that precursored in 
yeah, Lucas's Lucas. backstory. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Lucas is really, really charismatic at the start of the movie, especially. Mm. Like, he really is. In this a very whole kind quiet of, way, isn't he? Yeah, this Zen master, both before <laughs> and after he goes to Atlantic City. I, I, I really like... Yeah. I really like Joe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry, Joe. Lucas. I like Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best moment, best element. Uh, best moment for me is Sugar High. Okay. Because it makes me smile. It's yeah. fun. Whenever he starts showing up at the end, it's a really good, it's the right song. And actually, for some reason, despite it just being a throwaway line in the stupid funeral scene, I actually do kind of care about it. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's, it's the bit that made me smile as a kid. Uh, it's a bit that made me smile now. I love how Rene Zellweger throws a whole body into it and starts shaking her hands. I never understood that bit, but it makes me laugh and it makes me feel, you know. It's like, the rush you get. I think that's supposed to be the rush she's getting yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. gets that exhilaration. Yeah, and she's just trying to expel the rush. The weird thing is, we all sit here as people who've done amateur dramatics involving singing, and we've all sang solos, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. When I was first learning to sing, it, not sing, but sing on stage. Yeah. And that idea of people watching you and when you're nervous. The hardest thing for me is, I don't know, maybe it's unique to me. This is a bit of an interesting conversation to have. Uh, it would go to my breathing first and I would run out of air. Yeah. Because I would get so excited, I would run out of air and therefore I wouldn't. And my biggest thing was just control my breathing before I started singing. It wasn't, what if a note doesn't hit or it wasn't, what can I actually make myself go up and make a noise? It was just, can I keep my breathing? Is that unique or is that? I'd get lightheaded. Oh, would you? So you're I'd just, get like the anticipation would just yeah. get to me and I'd, I'd like float through it. Not in like a nervous way, just more like in a, like my exhilaration. I was just on like a, I was on a different plane of being. Mine, mine was just timing. <laughs> <laughs> but you've licked that now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think I worried so much about, I didn't understand music. I You said to me once, you caught me at an end of a after show party. And you saw me dancing on stage just willy-nilly. And you said, how can someone have so much timing with random... How did I say this? Random dancing. Yeah. And then not have any timing. Because dancing itself is about feeling the beat and when you come in, yeah. And and you said, I felt it improvising, but didn't feel it when there's a set thing. That's a really interesting point because you should feel when you should be coming in. Yeah. 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 Hold on it. Oh, did, did you have any thoughts? <laughs> well, that just, just came to me. Yeah. I remember you saying to me, I was just weird how you could improvise it and feel it, but not Because dancing's it. all about rhythm and about coordination, about yeah. knowing where that time is to do that thing instinctively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I suffer with that, but I'm really good at kind of coming, but that's just because of, uh, I'm just not coordinated. <laughs> I have rhythm, so I know I'm doing yeah. it wrong because yeah. I know when I should be coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah. singing, I'm like, that's easy enough. It just I just stand in one spot, thank you very much. Why do you think I, I always go for the roles where the guy stands in the middle of the stage and just sings to the, the big empty stage, stands in one place? You always made me laugh when you'd say, um, you'd, you'd get me to sing, and, and then I'd sing, and then everyone would laugh, and then you go, do it again. And I'm like, what's the difference? And you'd go, you can't hear the difference. I was like, no. <laughs> I generally couldn't hear what was so different until you point it out to me. Which is weird. There we go. Ethan, your favorite moment or element? Uh, Deb's head shaving scene. It really struck a chord with me because I think, I, I do think her smile is like uh, part of the character because I, I, I've had that. Like, I feel, I, I felt that freedom, that, um, that almost beginning of a new leaf after whatever has happened to her. And I've had that. And I, I really like how it's portrayed. Um, and it, it's, just it felt karmic for me in this film so should we be worried if we see with a bald head 
no, I'm okay. I'm great. I love my hair. Um, this isn't a cry for help. <laughs> I, don't, I hope We're it isn't. For you both, I've, seen right. it, I've seen it get so long that I thought it was a cry for help. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Oh, I just buddy, wanted to look... it's, buddy, it's time to cut that. <laughs> I just wanted to look like a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. um, did you also like diet like blacker than it already black. is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I like lockdown was like my my shave in my head was dying. I was like green, then blue, then purple, then black. Then yeah. I nearly went blonde. Um, um, that would have never gone blonde, dude. <laughs> no, it, 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 I think my favorite elements got to be the soundtrack. Soundtracks, the soundtracks, brilliant. great. Yeah. Uh, as far as a moment, um, hmm, that's trickier. Um, there's not many many moments that seem genuine and real. No, I guess. Yeah. I guess it'd be the finale, how it all... Be. The one thing this movie does, it seems to end well, and then it gets out. Well, like, yeah. like for instance, do you want to buy this store cheap? Yeah. A plastic tub, where they're all... They're not tightly packed in their notes. They're lightly packed in right. their notes. He and they're all ones. He doesn't want any part of this, though. What He's the... just, he just... He doesn't like this. Joe does. These are people who respect Joe. Joe walks through with a big plastic vat full of money. Everyone leaves him be. The minute Mitchell gets it, someone tries to steal it off him in the first five seconds. <laughs> yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it is. It's about, like, I can make some money doing this, but I hate it. Yeah. So let me sell you this. I'll go make my bathroom shop somewhere, and then you can have the record store, which is what we all want. Yeah. Yeah. I want. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want to... That's the element. I want to work at, at, at Empire Records. Yeah. I wanted to work at... Block, I've said it. I wanted to work at Blockbuster Video when I was a kid. I wanted to work at a record store when I was a kid because it was the stuff that you were engaging in. When you're young, what's one of the first things you decide? What are my tastes? Yeah. Taste in music, taste in movies, taste in whatever. And then you curate that. You know, like, I want to be surrounded by that stuff. And all of a sudden, you start becoming more educated. Not because what your parents listen to, but because now you're going out there and you're sort of learning for yourself. Yeah. And I think a record store is a great example of that and it's again another one of these societies where the teenagers kind of have control there's only one adult so really it's just them running the show so to speak and i always I think wanted that's to, always good times yep i always wanted to work at like an hmv or a game because those are the things that i was passionate about music tv games film all that kind of stuff and you really get to you get to help people with that i did get work at hmv did you i did mm, humph humph yep. yeah humph. and i served stephen fry in ah, to our American listeners, HMV is kind of like, I guess like a Tower Records would have been. Well, yeah. it's Master's Voice, which is the label, which is the dog yeah. and the... The dog uh, and the... And the gramophone. Is that RCA as well? I... Is that what HMV stands for is Master's Voice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, like Her Majesty's, depending on... I, it, yeah. It's either one. Yeah, I think um, it depends. So there we go. Uh, Grumbles. This should be fun. Oh, I, yeah, I did mine. Grumbles. Uh, Liam, let's start with you. Um... I didn't like, I mean, I know you've explained it in the thing, but I didn't like how Deb made the whole thing about, oh, look here, just in case you haven't noticed or seen, I've done this. It just seemed a bit too, for someone who's going through stuff, it just seemed a bit too much for me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're that insecure and that down on yourself, you wouldn't be like that, I don't think. It'd just be it's just too much. All right. Uh, Ethan? Someone wiped their ass with this script. It's so, it's so bad. Like, this is not well written. Some of the dialogue in this is absolute pants and not, and only there for exposition or just for like a weird sketch. Because the story is just, the story is there and then the script really struggles to get there. 
The story isn't there. See, that's a good thing. I don't think there's a story here. Not really. You try it's to ha- bits you, they try. You try to ham fist in this love story that I'm yeah. Yeah. There's too many characters. I'm not in on it because no. you haven't given me enough time for it. Yeah. Uh, the problem. I don't even know if the problems. Part of the problem is the writing, without question, both story and, yeah. and script. But the other part of the problem is that I think about Anthony LaPaglia, and I'm going, everything he said, I don't have any issue with the writing, which means that good acting can save some of this. Yeah. I, so, guess, I guess the story is saving the record store, isn't it? In a but very, they never, yeah. it's, but it's like, a, it's Sorry, you like, were about Anthony I was. Ten, yeah, it's yeah, like sorry. 10% of it. <laughs> so back to my grumble. So my grumble <laughs> is, uh, that the acting's nowhere near good enough to save this. And if you're going to go mm-hmm. ahead and you're going to, you know, you think about films that are similar, just a bunch of teenagers talking to itself. And the natural one to look at is the breakfast club. By comparison. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. Clueless is, I mean, clueless is a lot. It's a different type of film. Clueless yeah. is very plot heavy. And because of the voiceover, you know where it's going. Yeah. Um, so you need the actors to be able to carry this in their sort of things of each other. And you don't. There's no, no. Rather, rather than write, do less scenes, but make them bigger. Yeah. They went for just a bunch of really whatever moments and none of them fall. I, you know, people, I, I, everything with, with Joe in it, I, I pretty much rate. Same with Lucas. Same with, um, ooh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Uh, for, for, for what he is yeah, yeah. Sleaze ball, but he is at least when he's there i feel like i understand like the movie's a different movie once he leaves oh yeah yeah yeah. which is i think day one day two i think this is what you're seeing here yeah. um so that is that for me uh that's yeah, my grumble yeah uh anybody's best role ever <laughs> um i've seen Liv tyler and burr but that's not signed much what? Liv Tyler's better in that thing you do. Liv Tyler's better yeah. in uh, Armageddon. Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, I don't think she's good in any of them. I'm sorry, yeah. Liv Tyler. I don't think she's good in any of them. <laughs> the guy you know who I plays mean? AJ? I've never seen well, him. Well, I, I, I looked, he's got, he's got a pretty sizable career. Someone tagged him. Really? <laughs> I announced, yeah. we were, announced we were doing this and someone tagged him. How God, I hope he that? doesn't listen to this. Well, sorry, sorry, dude. I mean, it's, we call it best film ever. It's, it's not that level. Um, it's not best film ever if he is listening this was a favorite of mine as a kid yeah um i did enjoy this movie and i still enjoyed elements of this movie as an adult i mean he i'm sure he can listen to it and watch it be obje- objective, uh, objective about, about it because yeah. yeah. i can with shows i've been in yeah. i know the the good bits and the bad bits and blah 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 yeah. i mean we're not shitting on his film as such no. um because it's still a fun little movie i said if this was favorite film ever yeah it's a much different story from yeah, this yeah. Film. Yeah, uh, I it's, just it's not it's best film ever. best film ever. I just sort of there's just bit yeah, um, and so I mean bless you, you guys didn't have it was an interesting idea, but I don't it's a concept, but the story and the script weren't there to help you out. No, no. no. So anybody, I mean Anthony Lapaglia, I mean he's done better stuff on TV. I, I can't think about film specifically. No, me either. There's some things he's done. I just can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Uh, so really, I mean, Renee Zellweger has probably done a couple of better things than this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess age game, age game. Let's all. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? This is going to be tough. Play the age game. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be tough. Oh, uh, So we begin with Liv Tyler. Um. 19. 
Oh, no, 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 19. The average age was uh, <laughs> an, uh, 18. <laughs> Liam is correct, 18. Woo! Though, the that thing might, is... Oh, shoot, that might be 18 when it comes out, 17 oh, when she's in it. See, this is the thing. They didn't have an exact date for shooting. They just said 1995. She turns 18 in, like, the July, and it comes out in... Was it like December? So it could be it could be any time before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, true. It so could. she could have been seventeen. We have no idea. It could. Um, As a kid, I always thought they were older. But then again, I was... some will be, but I don't think her. Mm. Okay, next. Mm. Uh, then we have Anthony LaPaglia. Uh, <coughs> Joe. 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 Anthony LaPaglia. Oh God, this is hard for me. Thirty-eight. That, that age range. I, he can't be younger than me in this. Yes. All right. Thirty-seven. You were so close. He's 36. Yeah, I told you. Told you. <laughs> Can't be younger. <laughs> then it's, years, oh, no, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> the next is the reason we're doing this, because it's his day. It's Rex Manning, Maxwell Caulfield. Oh. Ooh. 33. No, you're way low. 44. Liam's actually closer. He's 36 as oh, well. Oh, really? Woo! Yeah. I had to double take that one. Say no more. Uh, <laughs> then, we, <laughs> then we've got uh, AJ, Johnny Whitford. Oh. With, with, I think he's a little bit older. 22. 23. 20. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Mm. Great. Uh, if you are listening, great hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got Renee Zellweger, Gina. Gina. Oh, mm. 20. 19. 26. What? Wow. She born in 1969. She looked young. <laughs> yeah, pulls it off. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then finally, we just have Rory Cochran Lucas. 25. 23. Ian's correct. He's 23. Well done. Let's look like the water. <laughs> You're zen with that character. I think I do better in a different age range. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for the Ethan. Uh, now that right. takes us up to uh, the critics. The critics. Uh, I'm also hoping Georgia pinged over uh, stuff for um, the Patreon. She did. Voices. Okay. She did. Yeah. Great. I got so both. Can you go ahead and uh, I'll talk about the critics really quickly. Thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes for this. <laughs> Seven point five though on IMDb, and I think that talks about where we're at, where we're going. We have a lot of nostalgia and more memories about this film. We have, and it's hard to separate that. But if you objectively look at it, like the critics probably do, it's it's kind of looking at it and going. But maybe it ain't that great of a movie. But how many times have I sat here with you and gone, look, there's a movie I loved, and but we're not doing what we love. Yeah. It's just trying to find... Well, I'm sitting here talking to myself on this. It's not too often I have to do that, actually, because I think my tastes run a little bit more towards what critics like. I think the only time it's ever, ever... Like it's Grease and Crow. This really clouded my judgment on stuff. Oh, clouded, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, I'm a little more glad. And everybody else I've not seen. Before. Everybody else, I'm bleeming Paddington. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's a lovely little. Oh, I'm, I'm, People <laughs> are giving that ten. I'm like, you're insane. Paddington Two, there I understand. Must, Paddington Two is pretty good. I, okay, there I'd still be, say Paddington Two is an eight, war, personally. Okay, uh, uh, Ethan, why don't you go ahead and start telling us the critics, and I'm going to start looking right. at the Metacritic for Paddington 2. <laughs> cool. So, uh, we have Ryan Gilby from The Independent, uh, and this was Rotten, who said, It was never on the cards that Alan Moyle, the director of Pump Up the Volume, would deliver an authentic study of modern youth with his film, but the picture is barely even set on this planet, let alone the era. 
Uh, Gene Siskel from the Chicago uh, Tribune says a lousy comic drama about the efforts of some independent record store employees to maintain the integrity of the business with one out of four. Was that Siskel you said? Uh, Yeah, Gene Siskel. Yeah, love Siskel. Uh, We have Caroline Westbrook from Empire Magazine. Uh. I think she I think she might have liked it for the title. For all its faults, the good natured, quirky humor that this uh, for the most part offers ultimately makes it very hard to dislike three out of five and then finally the other part of his school uh cisco we have roger ebert but there are half of cisco and ebert (laughs) yeah Uh, he says if this movie is a lost cause it may at least showcase actors who have better things ahead of them 1.5 out of four oh wow so if 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 you are listening mr aj uh (laughs) i think we're gonna be nicer than that yeah we are (laughs) so there we go um so we're um what about the uh what about the patrons ethan what did the patrons think about this before you say that i put out my fleece i'll just say what we what we had here my usual topics is it good great okay or poor i'll tell you what when i first put it out there the first bunch of votes all went to the bottom two things but in the end 31.3 percent so it's very split if 31.3 is the lead went to good film (laughs) then a quarter went for both great and okay but 18.8 percent called it a poor film okay wow so that's a pretty high number i think it's how you it's a bit like goonies when you watch it as an adult and never seen it you know it's different to when you've got nostalgia yeah. attached to it i could probably run on that yeah uh, ethan uh if you recall what georgia does we read yeah. the review but we do not read the rating they gave it at the end we'll talk about that at the end yeah okay so first we have Dwayne smith that's Dwayne smith Dwayne smith and Dwayne says, I haven't seen this in decades. Unfortunately, didn't get the chance for a rewatch this week. I do remember liking it, though. It has a similar feel to Clerks, a Day in the Lives, Fly on the Wall documentary. The array of characters keeps it interesting. It has real heart and is very funny in places. Early performance from Zellweger and Tyler. You can see the difference between them here and their different acting abilities. I think this targets a specific age group, and I was that age at the, t- the first time I saw it. Now yeah. it's nostalgia. I'm giving it a... Uh, we have Ooh. Reverend Bruce, who says, I had not seen this before. It was fun. It reminded me of The Breakfast Club, a movie I love. Uh, every generation needs a movie like this, where misfits pull together and learn to accept and support one another. I love the soundtrack. It reminded me of shopping in Tower Records, Every, uh, even though they were basically saying, damn, Tower Records. And I remember buying CDs. I still have every King Crimson, yes, Genesis, <laughs> Rush, and Dream Theater CD ever made, and I still play them. I watch MPI records again. Anything that keeps Katie McRae laughing, I will gladly watch again. And then finally, we have. <laughs> Dude, you gotta Dude, give me a chance to hit the drive. I Jeez. forget. <laughs> You're not the Ramones here. You're not going from one song to the next to the next to the next. Breathe. I am. I'm one hit wonder. Then finally, we have Julene. 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 Uh, and she says, I wish I knew how old the girls were. I was really bothered the whole by the whole having sex with a grown man thing. Uh, it was okay. I like how everything was, bri- bri- uh, was brighter. The coloring gave innocence vibes. I really like the music in this film. The costuming was on point for it to be set in the 90s. The set design was cool too. It gave 
uh, FYE or Sam Goody vibes. They really paid attention to in, to the details. They have cassettes and CDs, but the listening stations really brought the whole thing together. I thought bringing in lesser known metal bands and shock rock bands at the time, like GWAR, really did a good job putting you in this era. The script felt re- uh, really felt like there wasn't much to it. It felt aimless. Like, uh, what is the point of the screenplay? Is it to make us laugh? Is it coming of age? What did it want to be? I don't feel like Liv Tyler can act. Color grading, <laughs> set pieces, and costuming saved this movie. Tell them about the color grading. I, I like the color grading. I didn't even give it a thought. No, because they're clearly it's like Mark is orange. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like they, 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 do, they do. And then how you key that so it pops oh, kind of creates this vibrant yeah. every they're better together i do love the set though i do like the, oh, the, the set's the actual, fantastic you know, that's a good point and, oh, oh you mentioned the staircase and i mentioned the cassettes we yeah, were going yeah, through yeah uh listening and stations the island island counter and, i wonder what the stories of those two people who are getting it on during the and we joe even goes by and gives them like a no 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah just, on. there's someone next to them just crying listening to something as well and then when joe comes by like we're assuming when he goes no 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 it's the same cup it's yeah like, do a lot of stuff in the theater of the mind to avoid not getting yeah, yeah, that yeah, higher yeah. rating <laughs> anything else buddy uh no that is it well thank you to our patrons for uh next week i think you'll find it probably one everybody's seen there's a little bit of a hint there <laughs> just you know Ooh. letting you see the magic Paddington um, too. that's right <laughs> um so what we've got here on the fledgling fandom is uh do 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 to do i've got uh checking in nope not that one <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got hey it's your sister <laughs> who says i've never seen this before much to the uh, horror of kara i really really cursed because i saw this at home i watched this twice in preparation for this week's episode my takeaway pro i now get where rex manning day comes from and memories of music stores in the 90s however our local music world wasn't this cool uh, agreed we had like something that was like halfway between like a music town and like tower records type thing uh, and like a, an independent one but it was like this weird halfway point a and a records cursed in orangeville though was very cool and I, I really missed that one uh cons horrid stereotypic teen characteristics the overachiever on drugs but depressed and misunderstood the sex kitten the carefree stoner the stud who likes the brainy girl and the renegade i felt for the boss that's a lawsuit or two waiting to happen i I hated it. Hashtag not my jam. Uh, Chris Peterson, friend of the podcast, actually said, not a chance to watch it yet. We'll be listening to the pod and we'll give it a watch another time. Uh, Ed from the Film Effects says, great in the sense of pure nostalgia. It's by no means an amazing film. Just a fun piece out of the 90s. Curious to hear everyone's thoughts, but no one BFE. I'm going to guess Georgia, who's still the best. Look at him sucking up there. Will be the film's (laughs) biggest defender with the rest not liking or getting it. Interesting take there. I'm happy this movie exists, but I never recommend it with a straight face. Whenever I watch it personally, I just get bashed away in nostalgia while throwing out all judgment. It was a very fun film to cover for our show last year on Rex Manning Day. Uh, Lindy Ann says, great soundtrack. We're not disagreeing here. Nope. Uh, Kara Malaki Sanchez just tagged Johnny Whitworth. <laughs> and I said, wouldn't it be a thrill if he decided he did want to explain his art to us, though? And he has not responded to that. Oh, Kara did throw on. a second one going, hey, how you feeling about the podcast? I was like, oh, it'd be cool if you went, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, hey, if you're still there, I, I'll gladly do half an hour with you on yeah, uh, we will. on 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 this. Uh, Let's I, hear the I, behind I, the scenes. I'd love to hear the behind the scenes. Yes, yeah. and um, what are the cut scenes? Yeah, I want to know about that. What, what was what, who are the three characters? Yeah, yeah. yeah we know one was Warren's sister. Warren's who are the other two? Yeah. So there we have with 
that. I got a little thing on Travis this week called uh, If You Like This Film, You Would Also Like or You Should Also Try Out Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Clerks. Clerks. I think whoever said Clerks, yeah. good call on that one. Yeah. When Dwayne Smith said that, I was like, oh, yeah, at least I'm not the only one who thought that. Yeah. Um, That's it. High fidelity, but a gr- an older, high fidelity. An older, good shout, John older, Cusack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, John Cusack, Jack Black, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. Uh, I'm also got ten things I hate about you. Yeah, it's got a yeah. It, it, it finishes with people dancing and singing on roofs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that and there's a very aggressive "I love you" speech yeah, as well. Very aggressive "I love you" speech. Yeah, like you know, um, that golden age of teen movies in the '90s. I mean, Clueless. Yeah, and we've done episodes on some of these 10 things I hate about you clueless breakfast club all things we have done clerks would be a great one I haven't seen clerks in years. Oh, but I just thought it'd be a, that'd be a fun little thing to start adding so that people are yeah. going hey I like this film what else could I kind of so either what you've and for several of those as you've heard we've got reviews for so why not watch the films yeah. and uh, and go ahead and give this a go there uh, now it's time for our ratings our ratings I say bringing up my spreadsheet uh, Liam why don't you go ahead and start us off with do you have George's rating Ethan uh, I don't. I can ask her if you want. If you could, that would be great. Yeah. Thank you. And we can add her in uh, after the Patreons, even if need be, if it yeah. takes a couple of minutes. Um, okay. Liam, what do you got? I remember loving that, as you can tell by last week's episode. I remember loving this movie so much yeah. as, as a teenager. Um, after, I thought I was going to give this a higher, higher rating than I'm about to give it. Um, but again, I see things in different ways. I've said this before on the podcast. And... Um, I'm full of nostalgia for this movie, and it still makes me smile in yeah. certain places, and I love the soundtrack, and I miss the 90s like you wouldn't believe. Um, but I'm going to give this a mediocre six hairs left on Deborah's head. <laughs> <laughs> six hairs left on Deborah's head. Yeah. All right, Ethan, that takes us to you, buddy. I'm going to open this by saying I completely acknowledge that this film was not made for me. I'm not the person, I am not the demographic for this because this is for a different generation, someone who understands yes. all of this. And I, I hold that to my chest. However, as, as a film, I take so much issue with how this is paced, written, cut, performed, and just chosen for how this narrative should go, if I can call it that. Because it's like you say, it feels episodic. It feels yeah. like a TV show uh, where they went, hey, let's just uh, put a couple episodes together and then make now it I, a, a VHS. Now I think it can episodic can work in the sense you do yeah. like train spotting. Train spotting mm. is a series of episodes because it was a book and each one's like a chapter. Yeah, you can write yeah. that. So those, those work in that regard. This was never that. No. <laughs> so I don't know why it's so episodic in nature. It just... And it jumps. I think it's trying to be. I think it's really trying to be the Breakfast Club of its generation. Oh yeah, it, it totally I, is. Because Breakfast Club's got an episodic feel to it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway. Like oh, the, 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 the each episode's sorry, like a. You were doing, doing your verdict, and I jumped in. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, there is there is so much promise to this film. Like when you break it down, what it could be about. You know, like oh, music brings us together, even from our different backgrounds. If we, you know, we're we're uh, the the preppy one, or the the promiscuous one, or the arty kid, or the girl who's slightly suicidal. All that. That's fine. That's such a. Again, it's the Breakfast Club, but you can bring that into look how it can bring us all together. Look how great music is. But instead, they went no. 
I, there's this whole the whole plot point with Rex Manning. I I I still don't understand other than just for the the drama, the tension between Gina and Corey. Um, I feel this feels like a mess to me, and I think it's also because it's not my demographic. I'm going uh, because of how rough it is for me. Four and a half Ooh. Rex Manning days out of ten. Wow, four. I might be harsh here, but I think it's it hits a, a chord with me where I go, ah, oh, there was so much promising. You could have tried a bit more. I don't think it's there, that bad. There, <laughs> no, there's somewhere you throw some stuff on there, Ethan, and I go, hey, yeah. hang on a minute. And there's somewhere I'm like, okay, it's not what I would give it, but I'm yeah. not, but I'm not sitting here going, you, you, you crazy. Yeah, based on the conversation that has gone to this point. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with mine now. Um, unless George has got back to you yet, has she? Uh, no, she's not. Okay, so we we do reserve the right to add George's in once yeah. we hear about it. Uh, mine is I'm like Liam. I thought I wore it on my sleeve and went nostalgia pick, totally nostalgia <laughs> pick. But it was Rex Manning Day. I felt yeah. what 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 movie podcast doesn't do Empire Records around Rex Manning Day one year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't want to wait a year. I've got it. I've thought about it. I had it on the calendar for about seven months. It Let's good, just do it. Was it. A good call. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, I was disappointed by the movie that came back at me. I remember watching this with someone a while ago. Might have been Ellie. And and getting the idea that it was... Uh, she, I think I remember she hated it. <laughs> um, but I was kind of defending it. And watching this time, I'm sitting here kind of going... There's still all the things about my teenage years that come flooding back to me and who I yeah. want to be. Liv, Liv Tyler's not the girl I wanted... To, she, none of these girls sort of stood in for that, you know, your heart's desire when you were a kid. No, Liv Tyler was never that. She then. was never that, but and neither was Renee now. Zellweger. And, you know, so I'm just sort of sitting there going, eh. But there are people who I wanted to be, and I probably wanted to be a little bit like AJ, a little bit like Lucas, a little bit like Joe growing up. There's that side of it. But none of that makes up for the fact you look at the elements of film and go, Ugh. Yeah. So um, in in that case, I'm going to give this, when it all comes down to it, um, six missing pieces of fruit off of Rex Manning's table. Well, there we are. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I was going to be going seven, maybe seven and a half. Yeah. I probably started wow. off. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then we watched it and then we talked about it and I went. <sighs> Same. It's an okay film. Yeah. And it barely passes that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If so, it was on TV, I wouldn't turn it off. I wouldn't call this a bad movie. No. I wouldn't no, call this no. a bad movie, but you'd be really pressed to have me call it a good movie. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And it speaks to the part of the <clears throat> 90s where at one point I thought this was a good movie because it spoke to where I was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same. And that's the trip. I. This is a time machine back to the 90s for me is what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really a byproduct of the film rather than the film itself. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so there we go. I feel the same. Mm. What about the patrons? What about the patrons? Oh, where are they at? The patrons. So we had a... If we only have like three, we can read them. We can, we can read yeah. each person's out if you want. Uh, Dwayne was a six. Reverend Bruce was a five and Julene was also a six. So that's 17. That's 5.66. I'll round up to 5.67. So we've got, it's a very, yeah. it'll be interesting where Georgia comes in because yeah. this is like train spotting country. Oh, okay. oh, wow. This really, actually, if I look at where train spotting is, she might actually save this from not being train spotting country. <laughs> Uh, this is yeah. Oh, right now this is our worst film ever. 
Wow. wow. Train spotting 6.13, which means that Georgia has to come in with a, uh, what did I say, 6.13? Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, I'm going to put in a couple numbers here, see what it does. Oh, George would have to come in with like, a, with like an 8.5 for this to Whoa. not be our worst film ever. Wow, I never saw that coming. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be worst, Phil. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think I'd tank it. I mean, you and I, I mean, but to be fair, like no yeah. one, no one in the patron, patron's no. gone above six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things where we remember with, 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 with a fondness. Yeah. But when you look, like, we did Casablanca last week. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> And now we got, you know, one of the world's greatest love stories, one can argue. And then we've got push you down on a roof and you're stupid because <laughs> you're so talented because I'm grumpy now. Yeah. And I'm going to fall. <laughs> so uh, before we get out of here um, and we tell you what we're going to do next week, we are going to give uh, one more thing. We're going to do the Batman round, real round tables, doing right after this. It'll be yeah. in George's Yay. absence, but you know, yeah. such is. Uh, also, check out uh, upcoming things of uh, Dancing in the Moon Night. Check hey. out our 50th on uh, Who Do You Think You Are? Mm-hmm. Where we cut, co- well, not our 50th, we covered their 50th. <laughs> Uh, and check out last week Reverend Bruce Casablanca for a much higher rated film than this one ended up being. And uh, then I guess shortly we'll talk about what we're doing next week. As always, our thanks go out to Reverend Bruce, Julene Hermes, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, Katie McCray, <laughs> Ian Davies, Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle? Silva, the Yeatmeister, <laughs> and Nate the Great. So thank you very much. If you want to be on the pod, if you want to help, hey, I would have ranked it higher. I, w- I don't want to be the worst film ever. You you, you could do, you could have done so done. for as little as three, three pounds a month. You can go ahead and get your voice in that fifth chair and help us, uh, help us decide what really are the best films ever mm-hmm. so that is up there and available for you patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you <laughs> all right uh so with that in mind um i'm excited for next week next week is definitely i want to rephrase uh, not re- repeat again it's not favorite film ever and i'm really <laughs> this can't sc- be okay. good i'm really scared about next week for this oh, reason oh okay <sighs> Okay, because it's important sometimes that the films have the magic you expect of them. All right. Yeah. With the most recent entry into the Wizarding World sequence. Oh, Christ. We are going back to where it all began. Harry Potter, the first film. Harry Potter (laughs) and the the Philosopher's Stone is eligible Wow. And therefore is what we are. I toyed between a couple different ones. I went, no, we should go back to the beginning. What do they call it? In America? Which, in America, they call Sorcerer's, it sorcerer's, sorcerer's stone. stone. Yeah. Okay. But Harry Potter and the philosopher. Yeah. Americans, please don't go looking for the philosophers. Just look for sorcerers. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch this at Christmas. This will be interesting. So there we go. So, you know, Star Wars at Hogwarts, basically, is what we're going to be watching next week. Well, I only uh, watched them a year or two ago. Did you? Okay, I? interesting. Yeah. yeah. So mm. that is where we're tackling. So as I said, the magic in the filmmaking sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Harry Potter Studios. Me too. And so I, I have the misfortune sometimes of being an English teacher who teaches English in England. And what that means <laughs> is everything is, we need an idea for opening. We should do Harry Potter. I'm like, can we have another idea somewhere? <laughs> Anything. I don't care what. <laughs> Harry Potter. Everything is Harry Potter. Yeah. So... Um, I, th- I mean, 
obviously J.K. Rowling has had her name in the press. Yeah, as has yeah. as has Emma Watson, who is trending again today. Oh, is she? Oh. Uh, and we, uh, she was making a speech. Uh, it, was, it was it was a previous article that had just resurfaced again, or uh, a video interview where she was asked about if she would feel comfortable with someone uh, who was trans being in in the bathroom next to her. So someone who had been. Uh, uh, I just want to make sure I get my terms. A trans woman being in the stall next to her. Would that be yeah. okay? And she was like, oh, absolutely. And then, you know, there's the video of her, like, with, like, an undercover security guard at her own college graduation and people going, how many public toilets are you using, actually, Emma Watson? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you are. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to turn this into a debate on on those sorts of issues, but we do know that J.K. Rowling has had a lot of heat against her for these comments. Um, and as someone who's got trans friends, uh, I'm just going to kind of go, I'm going to tackle the film and, uh, view it with the same objectivity that we have everything else. Yeah. Everything else. Uh, as we did with Kevin Spacey, as we did with Mel Gibson, as we did with Robert Downey Jr. Yep. You know, you look at the piece of art for what it is. Yep. I won't lie. It's a bit easier because we don't have to see her face. Actually, well, yeah, because just some woman who yeah. wrote a book that was later turned into a movie by someone else. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it makes it a little easier. I, I don't know if I really have a dog in the fight as far as I'm not anti-JK Rowling, but I'm not pro-JK Rowling. I do kind of wish she'd just stop talking. Yeah, I, yeah I'd wish just, she was just, quiet. Just, just collect your money. Yeah. Dead easy. She could have been, like, the richest woman, the most successful woman there was, who was just, like, chill about everything. And instead, she went down this weird transphobia route. So, we are going to see if we can find the magic, and if we can do whatever spell that is to make Georgia reappear next week. Uh, I got some fun stories to share about Harry Potter. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, someone who was... Uh, I'll, sh- I'll share it next week. Reverend Bruce, I'm curious for your thoughts, actually, next week. Because there's some stuff about the church and Harry Potter in North America. Oh, oh I know that do one. do not line up well. And I've wow. got some stories about things that I, that, that I sort of heard and saw. Yeah. And I've got my, my, my viewpoints. And my sister will be interested to hear her viewpoints on that as well. Because she was part of the same sort of situation. So, okay, cool. Uh, there was that. So, with that in mind, uh, please join us next week when we tackle J.K. Rowling's first novel and how it was produced into a film. We'll do it in the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> so, for best film ever, Ebony. I've been Ebony. All right, who's going to be who? Uh, I'm yeah. so sorry. No, an, I'm tired. I'm, are, are you I'm Ethan when it's... Yeah, you're always I'm Ethan. Liam's always the number two chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's talking over you again. He is, isn't he? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> For our best <laughs> film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. <laughs> and I think next week's going to be a good episode. And where did that thought come from? I don't know. Where do thoughts come from? They just come from nothing. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. Sugar high. Never needed anybody. Sugar high. Sugar high. <laughs>